0: Today another thing happened, the bright light in the sky came back, and I was alone, staring it in the face. I don't know how to talk about it, none of it makes sense. This, it keeps happening, and I call out, I call for my neighbors to come outside in time to see, but it never wants to stick around. around. Look who we have here. You proud of yourself? You happy with your decision making? Hmm. You know, two episodes ago, there were 18 subscribers and now there's 19. Who are you? Is this the decision you really wanted to make? I mean, is is, is this your new home? Am I your new daddy? Come here, little baby. I'll come for you. I'll feed you goodies and make your scary world safe. No more fear, child. I'll protect you. Come here. Get up under these arms. Let's go.
1: Alright, I'll have the exact opposite of uh, whatever that guy I just heard was having.
0: <laughs> that shit was fucking evil. Wow.
1: Enjoy the show, guys. This is 747 Airbus 172 FSWE on the main apron, taxiing CAT to depart R27. 747 Airbus 172 FSWE, line up and wait. Yay, roger that. 747 Airbus 172 FSWE, you're cleared to cross to runway 7. Roger that, crossing to runway 7. Airbus 172, hold short, roger 27 and switch to tower frequency. Taxi Charlie Alpha Tango. Switching to tower. Short holding two seven. Runway two seven left. Cleared for takeoff. Air traffic control. What's your best lift over drag ratio in these conditions? We've been advising planes about two seventy two eighty. Thank you. Yep. Go ahead and give her a lift. Fly heading two three zero. Aviation master switch on. Course deviation indicator. Airbus 172 FSWE, we're going to ask you to hold. Federal Aviation Authority has alerted us a man is on the runway. Tower Control, Charlie Alpha Tango, did I hear that right? Yes, you did. I can see him now. Naked man. Running. He's headed straight for your plane. Tower Control, you got to be messing with me. Are you serious right now? Serious as it gets, my friend. All right, hold Airbus 747FSWE, are you still with me? Yeah, I'm right here. You got a story on this or what? What's happening? I can't see shit. Yeah, I can give you a little play-by-play here. Man, naked as the day is born, sprinting straight to your plane. FAA just told me he escaped from a mental hospital not too far from here. Name's Travis. Travis Labrec. Tower Control, Charlie Alpha Tango. Did you say Travis LeBrec? Yes, sir. Well, I'll be damned. Some bitch got a great podcast. You talking D. Travis Lebrec? I believe so. Everybody in the control room right now is kind of freaking out. Can't wait to meet him. Well, Charlie Alpha Tango, I'd have to say I'm quite a fan. I'm going to lower the door for him. Airbus 172 FSWE, that is not advised. Well, Air Traffic Control, I respect your opinion, but I heard Travis himself on his podcast say, Sometimes in life, you need to take chances. Now, I wouldn't be a pilot if I didn't like taking chances. Airbus 172, the FAA is treating this as a potential terrorist threat. Well, the day that we're scared of one naked man is the day that I lose faith in our society. He's coming on board. Airbus 172, I repeat, that is not advised. Well, neither is making a podcast, man, and look at what this kid's doing. He's coming on board, goddammit. Airbus 172, I'd like to say that I agree with you, but I got the FAA breathing down my neck here, and this conversation's being recorded. Everything we ever do is being recorded. Cargo is on board, taking off. Airbus 172 FSWE, after takeoff, fly magnetic heading at 230. Roger that. In the air, flying heading 230. Thank you, Air Traffic Control. It's been lovely. Airbus 172 FSWE. It has been lovely. Glad you got that cargo board. Make sure to tune your frequency to the Travis LeBrec Show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Over and out.
0: You know what I find frustrating? (laughs) Is whiskey that just doesn't burn my throat quite enough. Screwball whiskey always disappoints. It's smooth like butter and kisses my throat like a soft, soft lover. Screwball whiskey, it makes me forget that I'm a hard, hard
2: man.
0: One time when I was a young boy, my mama said to me, Go fly, birdie, fly, go fly and be free. So then I made a podcast,
2: cause I'm free as can be And I wanna tell y'all, stop
0: listening to me, come This is Chet Sterlingston reporting for CK 102.6, The Apocalypse. I'm here live with a local man who just finished
1: looting a store and has been seen ingesting copious amounts of psilocybin mushrooms. Sir, how are you doing?
2: I am having one hell of a time right now.
1: Great,
0: great. I'm happy for you. It seems like you really got the last of the good stuff here at the store. Now, tell me, how the psychedelics hitting you? It
3: just hit me so hard. <laughs>
0: Right, right. Well, we'll check in with you when you start hallucinating. Until then, this is Chet Sterlingston for CK 102.6 The Apocalypse, bringing you into a three and a half hour long podcast with the Travis LeBrec Show Band playing the snake. I have a doozy and a half for you. Today we're busting out with potentially our longest podcast yet. On a Monday night in the quaint suburb of Grand Blank, Michigan, the young and powerful Bobby Mannion moseyed on over to my apartment to have ourselves a nice little dinner and podcast. Drinks got involved quickly. By the end of this marathon, I hadn't a clue what we had actually been talking about. My mother would be proud. I know there was a pause at one point to pee, but uh, we went right back into it like nothing ever happened. So today I am introducing Bob for his third appearance on the show. The Travis Lebrecht and Friends show, right? Bob is a young and powerful soul who is working on completing his master's in geophysics. I think that's right. It might be wrong, but he's at Wayne State University playing with rocks and dirt, his two favorite things. Um, so he, Bobby, he is very smart, and uh, he's an interesting character. He's one of my best friends in the entire world. Without a doubt, he's a great person to have a conversation with, and his open-mindedness is refreshing in a world so filled with people who are hard-nosed in their beliefs. So ladies, gents, and non-binary folk of the web Please give it up for Bob Mannion. We've had a good day together, mm-hmm. you know. You came over, and it's been a it's been a joy since. I'm yeah. so happy you're here.
2: Me too, man. I'm glad that I'm up here as well.
0: I haven't seen you since we went on vacation, my friend.
2: I know it's been a little a little under a month since we parted ways last.
0: When did we get back? The
2: 12th, I think. The oh. 13th of July, and it's the 9th of August.
0: Yeah, it's been about a month. Yeah. It was a good trip.
2: It was. It was a really fun time. I can't believe it. Crazy yeah. city.
0: I was not expecting that.
2: I didn't either. It was not what I thought Texas
0: was. Right? I feel like Texas is nope. a lot of things.
2: Yeah, I guess so.
0: You know? It's I mean, a lot more
2: diverse than I thought it was.
0: Oh, my. I mean,
2: geographically speaking.
0: Oh, for sure. When we took that trip out to uh, Travis Lake. Yeah. I remember, like, it was a 20 minute car ride, and the uh, the landscape was gorgeous.
2: It's, there, like it's, it's crazy seeing actual hills.
0: Real hills. You know, like, you yeah.
2: drive down I-75 and you're like, oh, look, there's some hills. I'm in, like, a little valley right now. And then you no. go out there and it's like, oh, these are fucking hills.
0: Yeah, they're like, uh, well, what happened with us is we got flattened by icebergs yeah. or whatever. Big time. An ice shelf flattened us out. So, like, us, Wisconsin, Ohio, Minnesota, Minnesota yeah. we all just got yeah. flattened. And it's really weird when you go out to like Iowa that way and stuff. And it's like, oh, this is what actual landscape is like.
2: Yeah, it's funny seeing terrain.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh. Not just flat,
2: like, yeah, this all used to be ocean bed. Yeah, know? but How like, even, that is,
0: even right? in Texas, it's like, it's not mountains, but it's like, you know, it's, regu- it's a normal thing to have to carve a road through a hillside. Yeah. And you get that, like, that. I love that. When. I first saw that driving down to Florida when I was younger, like, you know, going through the uh, the Appalachian Mountains. They have to carve their way through. <laughs> and it's so weird seeing that for the first time. You're like, oh, my God, it's just a cliffside. It, it's so weird, you know, and they have that, and that's everywhere except, like, Michigan, Ohio, n- Indiana, Illinois. You know,
2: don't worry about that here. Wisconsin. Just make a straight road.
0: <laughs> yeah, just make a straight <laughs> road. It's all flat. It's fucking... But down there, it was beautiful, man. I, I loved it.
2: Well, I loved yeah, the, along the rivers, all the trees, the vegetation yeah. was surprising to me. Yeah, you know, I was uh, expecting it to be cactuses and scrub,
0: arid. Yeah, it was like a yeah. lot of
2: trees, and there was a lot of like little leafy green plants out in the place, and palm trees. It was really cool.
0: I was happy to see palm trees. I was too. I palm, palm trees. trees. Palms, there's some about palm trees that just uh, they hit right with me. Yeah, they're so exotic to us. They are, and it does like signify something to you know a Michigander. You know when you see palm trees, it's like you're 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 on vacation. Yeah, <laughs> but it's what's wild is y- you can see palm trees in a nine hour drive from Michigan.
2: Yeah, it doesn't take that long to no. totally change climates. You just head out That's to funny. South
0: Carolina on the coast, and you're like, oh, it's tropical here. Palm trees everywhere. I don't have to put up with the concept. What is it about like the vortex around? Um, Michigan that creates so much gray skies? Probably the lakes. You think? A lot of
2: moisture in the air, maybe? Maybe, yeah. Lake Which
0: is, like, unfortunate because, you know, the lakes are gorgeous. <laughs> to anybody that hasn't seen the Great Lakes, they're just beautiful. They're huge. It's Even hard to describe them. They're, it they're is. They're inland seas. They are, and when you're on the coastline, you can't see the other side. Yeah. And it goes, it's, it's bizarre that that's not an ocean. Because you go to the Atlantic Ocean or wherever, the Gulf Coast, and you look at it and it goes forever. That's the same thing you see when you're in northern Michigan on yeah, the coastline. it's
2: very similar. <laughs> you, you can just drink the water that's in front of you.
0: That is the coolest part. Yeah. You know, we when we went on that uh, backpacking trip on the North Country Trail uh, up on the coastline of Superior. I love that. Oh, that was my favorite trips ever. Yeah, we got to we got to do that again. Um, But anyway, like I remember it was hot and we were all like, you know, it's like you're thirsty. And Mm -hmm. I I remember going for a swim in the middle of the trip and, you know, water fills up your mouth and it tastes better than your tap.
2: Yeah, it's it's just it's pure. It's clean,
0: untouched.
2: Superior doesn't have a bunch of like factories and farms lining it, uh-uh. like Lake Erie does. Like Erie is always like scummy; it's always got a bunch of algae floating at the top. Superior is yeah. just clear. Well,
0: even Lake Michigan and Lake Huron have a lot more yeah. cities on it, you know, and it's clean. Like the, the Michigan and Huron are very clean lakes, but Lake Superior is next level. Yeah. It is pure.
2: A lot yeah. of untouched fresh water.
0: You can just scoop that shit up and drink it, yeah. and you're never gonna have an issue.
2: It was fantastic. The whole weekend we were like we had those two tiny little water filter bags and it took so long to get fresh water. i
0: remember that. It was such yeah. a valuable
2: commodity. And one night we just drank fresh water. Like yeah. We were drinking. Well, it was an in like inland feel lake. Feel like it. Bro,
0: there was shit in that water. We totally were There was, was a little inland lake. and like I remember scooping up some water and looking at it and just seeing stuff floating in it. Same, dude. dude. Like, I'm not drinking this. I
2: woke up like the next morning with like the little bit left in my bottle that yeah. I hadn't drunk and I was looking at it and there was all this stuff. Well, right.
0: I had a life straw, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to start using it. That thing. That's for emergencies. Yeah. You know.
2: That's when you desperately need water Mm -hmm. and you come across a little creek.
0: Yeah. And how is it that like? Well, it's actually good for like a couple like thousand gallons of water to go through. Really? Yeah. They're those life straws. They're only like, they're cheap. Yeah. And they last a very long time. I
2: didn't realize they lasted
0: so long. Yeah. They last. They're very. They're Hmm. fucking efficient little little buggers, man. But th- both are water filters. We had this. Josh got me one for my birthday, and it's the same as his. And they both broke. Yeah, we well, they were both starting to malfunction uh-huh. like halfway through the trip,
2: leaking water.
0: Yeah, I He's was I was
2: a little paranoid about that. I was like, oh, this is not good. <laughs> what,
0: are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> we're on the coast of Lake Superior. Our car was only twenty yeah. mi- like ten miles away. You're Right,
2: there was something that was going to happen to us, but it was just it, it was so inconvenient.
0: We were in no danger. Like the
2: cabin. It's just tough not having access to
0: Wa- running fresh water. water
2: and running water.
0: Yeah. Did you ever get that filter figured out or the uh, pump figured out in your cabin?
2: Uh, we're going up this weekend, I think, to try work on it again. God,
0: that sucked. Because yep. I got there. So, anybody listening, um, we, uh, on Memorial Day weekend, we went up to your cabin. And one of the goals of the weekend was to install a new water pump. And Josh's father, who is a master plumber, told us we wouldn't be able to do it, and we were kind of hell bent on proving him wrong. <laughs> and uh, we were, we tried. We there was like we spent probably how many trips into town did we take?
2: Uh, three, I think. And that's like 15 fifteen-minute a- drives into the hardware store to get extra pieces of plumbing equipment. Yeah, when you say it that way, it doesn't sound that bad. Three
0: 15-minute drives. Well,
2: it's like a half hour out there, and then we were yeah. at the store for I couldn't tell you how long. Yeah, it was a pain in the ass. Trying to figure out pieces we needed, trying to find the pieces we needed. Yeah, Plumbing is an absolute pain in and the ass. And we
0: hooked that shit up. There was water going in where it needed to go in, and it was going out where it was supposed to go out. We had it primed. We had the electric going right, and it just wouldn't work. And I don't know why. It seems like it's such a mechanical thing, but I know water pumps are very complicated. Yeah. You know?
2: That's why that's why there's plumbers. That's why it's not right. an easy thing to do. That's why there's people who make a killing of doing this stuff, knowing how to do it. Yeah. We were dumbasses. Isn't that
0: crazy? You can make such a good living being a plumb, just being a plumber.
2: Yeah, dude. That's how we build our society. Trades are important.
0: <coughs> Trades are very important. Yeah, and that's why people they pay do it. well.
2: Well
0: yeah. not enough people do it, but at the same time I wouldn't want to do it.
2: Um, I think being an electrician would be fun. I don't. I'd rather be an electrical engineer because then it seems like you could probably also be an electrician mm-hmm. if you were just an electrical engineer and then and then some, you know.
0: Just anything where you're using your back, you know, eight to twelve hours a day. Yeah. It, it, you just once you hit forty, you're tired, man. Yeah. It just wears you down. Drink twelve pots of coffee a day. Dude, Keep I knew going. this guy when I was working in the factory. <laughs>
2: this is the guy. That's what I'm referencing. Yeah, dude. <laughs> this he,
0: well, he wasn't even, he was just standing the whole time, you know, or sitting at a press. And, but he would drink. He would drink a pot of coffee in the morning, like however many cups of coffee while he was at work. And then he'd go home before bed and continue drinking more coffee. He would go and drink almost a pot when he went home. He told me a pot when he went home, but I can't imagine that's true. So this dude is drinking two pots of coffee a day? More. Around that. Do you have intestines? What was his poop
2: like? Yeah, dude. I drink like a sip of coffee in the morning and I instantly have to poop.
0: Dude, I had two filet mignons and a bunch of mashed potatoes last night. I skipped the asparagus because I was too tired to make it. And when I had just a taste of coffee this morning, I exploded. I was trying to record (laughs) intro stuff for this podcast, (laughs) and I had something that I really wanted to do. And as I start doing, I'm just like, "I gotta stop. I gotta stop." (laughs) It's like, "No, you can power through." And it's (sighs) and I went and just something superseded. Yeah, it was bad. (laughs) But so that guy is definitely gonna produce what I heard a doctor call "coffee heart."
2: Oh God, what is that?
0: Just somebody whose resting heart rate is. Way too fucking high, Damn. and there's no matter what kind of medication you throw at them, they're always going to be at like a hundred plus. Dude, I've seen people in the hospital who, while they're while they're under my care, their heart rate never goes down below like one fifteen. Oh my god! And it's like, what do you fucking feel like? Like are rest panicked all the time, dude. It's got to create anxiety. You got to feel bad, like anxiety comes from (coughs) like from a heightened like your system like your your alert system your your panic your fear your whatever it is and your fight-or-flight system being activated Mm. and that also that your heart rate increases it's all like your heart rate is increased that's making you feel anxious but the reason why you're anxious is making your heart increase heart rate increase so you feel that like panic if your heart rate is always in the hundreds, like, you're probably going to feel just anxious all the time. Yeah. It, th- it sounds horrible.
2: So, I mean, there's a, such a big combination of factors. Yeah. You know, like, not drinking enough water.
0: Oh, my gosh, yep. You know,
2: like, that, I, I
0: think, can contribute to it. It will contribute yeah. to yeah. it. Of which, I'm going to... Cheers. Water time. Um, Hydration station. Yeah, I don't... I, there's a lot of things that you can do to make yourself feel better (laughs) and there's a lot of things that you can do daily that make yourself feel worse not drinking enough oh my god so many people like day after day you know are making decisions to that negatively impact their health and then they have these you know uh, psychological disorders or psychological conditions that are very common but they also cause their lives to be stressful hells. And it's like because of, directly because of the decisions you make. Yeah. Like people get anxiety from, you know, tra- traumatic events. Okay, but they're also, people get anxiety from drinking Coca-Cola every day. Yeah. <laughs> get anxiety from eating shit out of a can and fried food every day.
2: Seeing people, like, I'll be driving down know, Woodward at like nine in the morning or something yeah. like that, going into the lab and seeing people just like their hand hanging out their window with a cigarette in their fingers, just like, dude, it's oh like
0: my nine God. in the morning. It's Ooh. nine a.m. And you're starting <laughs> off with a cigarette. You're tightening. That increases your heart rate. It tightens up your veins. It's a va- nicotine's a vasoconstrictor. So it, it closes your veins and makes your blood pressure increase <sighs> just in the minute you start getting that nicotine into your system. It's like you're an anxiety machine. It's starting early, too. Starting right off the bat. I don't,
2: I don't smoke and I feel stained. I smoke to keep the stress away.
0: Dude, like That's it, why you feel stressed, dude. It's like your breathing is fucked up. <laughs> you know how many times I feel anxiety and then I notice like, oh, idiot, you're not breathing. Yeah, same. Just reconnect. If you feel anxiety, tip, if you feel anxiety, just f- find your breath. Focus on your breath for 30 seconds and, like, find it. Take a few deep ones. Let it flow through your body, and that'll help. Do that habitually.
2: Freaking breathe.
0: Breathe, man. (laughs) People don't breathe. I think technology has a direct impact on our breathing. You think so? Yeah, I called it it cell phone apnea. I have a note from, like, three years ago where I called it cell phone apnea, and I wanted to make a joke out of it saying, like, I have to come up for breaths. Like I'll be staring at my phone and realize, like, oh shit, you're not breathing, and then I'll be, like, I'll come up you for a fucking breath, yeah. And but there is, and now it's like published and it's like referred to as email apnea. I'm like, fucker, I came up with that. I realized <laughs> that on my own. You should have published a paper, bro. Ah, whatever. It's but it's it's a real thing, man. People fucking when you focus, a lot of the times people uh, they stop they stop uh, they stop breathing. Yeah. It's a bad habit.
2: It definitely is. Yeah, it's hard to pay attention to it while you're doing something else. Though, so. like when you become involved in something else.
0: Well, and that's how that's but that's how you get good at other things. If mm-hmm. you can learn how to control your breath at all times, yeah, and always be in a pattern of like good rhythmic breathing, you're gonna be able to concentrate better better because your body is being properly oxygenated. I to it now. Are you mm-hmm. good? Think I'm about working on it. So much oxygen. Mm. <sighs> Do we live in soup? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just a weird cocktail of different gases.
0: Yeah. So, what have you been up to lately? What's new and uh, what's new?
2: Oh, uh, mm-hmm. what's new? What's new? Um, I I wrote an abstract for my thesis. Ooh. What's I your thesis it on? Uh, it is on radiation coming out of the fracking industry in south, in southern Pennsylvania.
0: Why specifically southern Pennsylvania? Is that's it just where, a good case study? That's
2: where I took all my samples. That's right. where there's a lot of fracking going on.
0: Okay. Now, what, um, what kind of what radiation are we looking at?
2: Uh, we're looking at gamma rays and alpha particle radiation. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, is it
2: bad? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's not good stuff. Uh, radiation, you know, gives people cancer. Sure. Pretty regularly. Uh, especially I mean, gamma rays is what comes out of the Sun mm-hmm. an alpha particle is a, uh, a hydrogen nucleus so it's a proton and a neutron sure that's been ejected out of a larger uh, atom
0: mm-hmm.
2: and it's not good either
0: so w- how does that how does that happen um, with fracking
2: well you're looking in these are organic Shale deposits, which is what a lot of natural gas comes out of, right? These unconventional drilling methods, like horizontal boring and that sort of thing. What's that? Uh, it's they don't have to drill straight down anymore, you know. Like when you normally think of a drill, yeah, you're thinking you're drilling like a straight hole, you're going down, you're trying to like get a gas deposit, that sort of thing.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: These things can drill at an angle or they can drill on a curve so they can go down and like over so they can access a bunch of different deposits all at the same time. And a lot of this radiation is coming out of these shale deposits because they're rich in radium. Sorry, this, they contain pockets of seawater that's rich in radium. And the shale itself, the Marcellus Formation, which is covers a lot of Pennsylvania, it's really gas-rich and it contains a lot of uranium. So these briny seawaters, and especially consider uh, with the liquids that they inject into these wells during fracking. It makes the water really salinated, so it can extract a lot of this uranium out, so you get a lot of radiation that comes out of the liquid that you pull from these wells. And then there's radon, which uh, comes from the radium as it decays, so that can get out in various different methods. So you get
0: radon, radium, you get lead, polonium, all sorts of stuff. So how big are, like, what kind of diameter are these drills? Like, how big are they?
2: I don't really know. You know they're probably like a foot in diameter. I would guess that's, something like that. That's that's kind of big. It's a big borehole. Yeah. Um, they each they'll they'll produce you know thousands of gallons of water for every single one of these wells, and they drilled two thousand of them of them in, in twenty eleven alone. I think.
0: In just in Pennsylvania. Just in Pennsylvania. Okay, so that's where... And it, just in 2011. So, like, my thoughts is, like, what's a hole here and there? What's a foot-long hole drilling through the, the crust of the massive Oh, there are, like,
2: thousands of feet.
0: Like, long. that's smaller. That's smaller. Uh, that's about the size of my floor tom right there. Yeah. What's but that? But then you think about 2,000 of them. <clears throat> that's, like, Swiss cheese, and that's where we run into problems. And is that where year, problem... It's all the stuff that you're extracting out of it. And, and you can't you can't go into the same hole twice. you got to go next to it. you got to go... <clears throat> a little bit you gotta find a different spot
2: you gotta drill new holes
0: so what kind of problems do we run into with uh, fracking in an area too much too much contamination what does it contaminate it? it's a
2: lot of it is it can be done safely and you know I shouldn't I'm not trying to nag it too much on it right and if you're looking at it in a objective stance sure fracking does contaminate the environment a lot But a lot of that comes from irresponsible practices and handling things incorrectly.
0: So like doing it too much
2: in one spot. And not... Because you're you're producing thousands of gallons of water. So that's hard to deal with. So sometimes they'll build impoundment ponds. They'll just dig a hole in the ground and they'll just pour water into it. They're
0: not even using the water?
2: It's wastewater. So it's whatever they're extracting out of the fracking wells. They just dump into holes in the ground. And sometimes they leak. They'll burst. Sometimes they're not required to be lined. There's not a lot of requirements for, you know, how much or how thick of a lining you need in these <coughs> ponds. So there's pits.
0: A, there's a bunch of like chemical deposits in that water. Yeah. Oh.
2: Yeah, a bunch of radioisotopes. You got mm-hmm. a lot of stuff that VOCs. was like deep in
0: this into the crust of the earth <coughs> is now being brought to the surface. In addition to petroleum products, which that, are
2: known to be toxic.
0: That sounds like a problem. Yeah. Hmm.
2: So it's also made us energy independent, though. Uh, yeah. So whenever you hear someone complaining about OPEC and that sort of thing, What's you OPEC? know, uh, the oil producing exporters consortium, okay. I think is what it stands for. Uh, it's basically a bunch of Middle Eastern, West Asian countries, I should say, yeah. who produce a lot of oils like Saudi Arabia, uh, Kuwait, I think is a member of them. It could be extremely ignorant because I don't know who the members of OPEC are. I know it's yeah. a lot of West no, Asian okay. nations who produce oil.
0: Yeah.
2: and. You hear a lot of people in the United States complaining about them. Fracking has made the United States
0: energy independent. Well, I've heard, like, uh, you know, like, talking points of, like, the United States has more oil in stores than any country has the ability to produce. Yeah, we have a lot of it. So we have all the oil, yet, and, and that has made it so... I know fracking is pretty recent, right? Like, we didn't start it until, like, the last decade.
2: Yeah, I mean, they figured it out in the 40s, I think, how to do it. Oh. But it hasn't been on a really large scale until
0: recently. So why are we doing it? If we have so much oil in stores, why do we got to keep getting more?
2: It's likely that this is part of why we have so much in stores.
0: Okay. so and my a lot of it
2: isn't necessarily oil. It's, uh, it's like natural gas. And... Other sort of the other kind of things like propane and butane right. and a lot of other kind of petroleum products. So it's useful for the making of plastics. We export a lot of it to Europe.
0: So how do we get away from making like plastics and stuff? Like how do we how do we how, how do we how do we make that economically a good decision for companies? Because it seems like plastics are the most economic uh, option for us, but at the same time, they plastics are like. Enemy number one for the environment. Yeah,
2: they're not good. They never break down.
0: They never break down mm-hmm. and they wind up in our bodies. Yep.
2: Or in the ocean. Well and then yeah. into our bodies again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Plastics so are in everything. So microplastics are literally everywhere. They're they're inside of you and me. Yep. Like you're if you're taking a, a Tupperware container and microwaving it for lunch, you're you're getting microplastics. Probably. Especially if you're using the same Tupperware over a long period of time, mm-hmm. and those have uh, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of studies and information out coming out now showing that uh, microplastics in our bodies might be uh, c- contributing to the recent uh, I don't know lowering, lack of, or uh, drop in fertility. Since since the um, mid twentieth century, I guess fertility has gone down over fifty percent. So we are becoming less and less fertile. The, I know this is silly sounding, but the size of uh, male and female taints, That's the, the gooch. Okay. You know the the distance between your butthole and your your genitals is becoming shorter and shorter and shorter, and that is also in, in uh, correlation with the lack of fertility. Huh. So the shorter distance you have between your ball sack and your butthole correlates to how fertile you are. Hmm. Sue me if I'm wrong. I could be wrong, but that is what I read. That's I crazy. Think it is crazy. What's crazy to think is that in 1950, humans could make babies easier than now, and we're having a lot of issues with fertility. Yeah, that and correlates
2: to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many things have changed, changed since then, oh, or m- have, have been increasing since the 50s?
0: Exactly, but there's like specific studies that show, that, that, uh, show the microplastics being the reason.
2: It could be <coughs> uh, a lot of pesticides Yes, are shown to do the same sort of yes. thing. Yes,
0: and the hormones that are added to uh, the animals that we consume, the can animals be global radiation. on 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 a on a mass scale, the animals that we consume, like the basic stuff that you know, your restaurants, your your fast food chains, and the non organic meats that are shelved in uh, in grocery stores, is contaminated with so many toxins like and not just like there's toxins man literal (laughs) things that are toxic carcinogens probably yeah like you have have, you're eating a pig that ate the remains of the cow and the cow was eating the remains of the pig biomagnification yeah we're just everybody's eating each other and it's fucking sick Pigs are a dirty fucking animal.
2: We're all dirty animals.
0: Pigs, especially, are very dirty. Yeah. Pork is a dirty meat. Pork (laughs) is gross. I have this thing about pork, man. I do not like pork. I get to go on a halal diet. I don't eat pork very often, man. Even bacon, <laughs> except I love that bacon, bacon, dude. That bacon, bacon down in Austin was something else, oh, bro. The meat down in Austin was something else.
2: That's really good. because they got a lot of farms.
0: They got they got a lot of farms. They don't they, they don't export that either. They're like we're eating it. <laughs> like, <laughs> we eat all of it. Our meat comes from a thousand miles away. Their meat comes <laughs> from it's it's like. I think the <laughs> Three standard, the city. right? I think the standard is farm to table there, because <laughs> everything tasted fresh. It certainly seemed like it was. It tasted so good, man. That shit was on fire. It was bonkers. I ate the. I, I'm like, I, when I ate that bacon, I was like, I didn't know bacon could taste like this. It was. It tasted like, oh, this is bacon.
2: Yeah. There was, I think it was in *Sapiens*, where I read it. I can't remember the author's name, but the book is called *Sapiens*.
0: Sapiens? Mm-hmm. Oh, that is... um. Uh, uh, it was on the tip of my tongue. I know who you're talking about. He got his history
2: PhD from the University of Jerusalem, I think. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he did some calculation or cited a calculation for like, the estimated biomass on the planet. Mm-hmm. So like plants, uh, animal life, that sort of thing. And the amount of human biomass along with our client species and client plants, Mm -hmm. so like wheat, pigs, cows, that sort of stuff, it outweighs all the biomass of everything else on the planet. Mm. So everything in the Amazon, everything in the Siberian taiga, everything in jungles of India, everything in Antarctica, everything in the oceans doesn't weigh as much as all the humans, pigs, cows, and their shit.
0: Yeah. Well, when we were talking earlier about uh, global warming and the uh, pollution, mm-hmm. my, my uh, biggest like buzz quote or whatever you want to say, like my, my buzz phrase for it is uh, the cars, the cruise ships, the planes, the, the oil burning factories can't come close to the amount of pollution that our factory farms put into the atmosphere it's something it's it's a crazy amount w- what pig and cow farms do to the atmosphere and you know the craziest fucking part is most people when you say that they can't put an image to it they don't know what it looks like everybody knows what pittsburgh looks like everybody knows what a, a cruise ship like polluting the ocean looks like but nobody really knows what a factory farm looks like yeah. because it's illegal to show pictures and to film it, mm-hmm. and and you know the reason why it's illegal because it's, it's fucking horrifying. It's because it is so fucking horrifying. It's it's disgusting. You know, people have gone to jail for for leaking images inside of those that's, places. That's fucked up. It's fucked up. It's
2: that's totally. The and law it's working it's to cover the status quo. Completely
0: un American. It's mm-hmm. disgusting. We're feeding our population with poisonous meat. Like disgusting meat. That like if, if I showed you where your meat actually came from, you would not eat it. Even a yeah. fat fucking hog from the from the from Burton wouldn't eat it because they're like, That's nasty. Yeah. That shit's nasty. But you put it in a right colored package and write Hillshire farms on it. And it's all of a sudden, man, yeah, it's, it's fine. Red and yellow with the slogan of I'm loving it. Yeah, yeah man. It's, <laughs> you know, like the craziest thing, one of the craziest things is in a, your average pound of grocery store ground beef. 80-20 ground chuck that you use to make burber, burgers with on the 4th of July has the meat from 600 different yeah. cows in it.
2: Yep, I've heard that before that too. That's
0: fucking horrific.
2: Yeah, I can't even think of that. Six hundred different cows all ground up into like the same grinder.
0: Yeah, it's just put in a giant bucket and stirred up.
2: Yep. It's like chicken nuggets from McDonald's are simultaneously delicious. If I'm drunk, then fucking I would eat a it. lot of them. So good. They're horrifying.
0: They're disgusting. Yeah. They
2: come in four shapes. Yeah. And they're just chicken paste yeah. that's been like fried. Well, and that's my thing. And about molded like into
0: one shape our b- most people's definition of good food is just they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. Most people don't know what good food is cuz they've never really tasted it. Mm-hmm. Most people's version of good food is the burger from the diner that's just it's a good sloppy burger man yeah. that's delicious. I, this is good but but let me like let me show you what a good burger tastes like. That's why I love cooking man. Yeah. Let me show you what a good fried chicken ta- sandwich tastes like. This is this is this chicken I got it from I got it organic, no hormones added, mm-hmm. and I let it soak in real buttermilk yeah. for a day before I used all natural non-bleached flour and cooked it in hot peanut oil. <laughs> like like I will show you some what a good stuff. Too. This wasn't some it is. It's <clears throat> fucking delicious. There's some <clears throat> Food there's is something crazy Food is crazy, and the thing is, is you build tolerances to different kinds of food. <laughs> you build tolerances, like not just like a gluten tolerance, which we all have a strong tolerance yeah. to gluten. If you, if everybody just took a, a fucking a couple months off gluten and then ate something with gluten, it would fuck your shit up. Your digestive system, your skin, your hair, your vision, it would fuck you up. Like it's it, it's not real. The stuff that makes Wonder White bread is not. Not real wheat. Yeah, that's not real wheat. It, it's literally they they can take wheat from the from the the plantation or whatever from the from the farm, and turn it into white bread within a day. That shit should take a couple days to do. It's just so easily processed, and they GMO'd it to the point where it can be broken down and like yeah. yeastified or whatever so fast, like sourdough. Sourdough takes takes a long time to make. You have to let it rise, and you have to let the the bacteria. Fucking bread is a product of bacteria. in yeah. this shit that they put in the packages and can sit on a shelf for for weeks. It's chemicals is chemicals. Bread should have like four ingredients. It should be flat wheat oil. Salt and sugar, or yeast
2: bread for a long time. We have,
0: but the stuff that we and and it's okay for you, it's good for you. But Mm. the shit that we get in stores is not. It's not the same thing. The stuff
2: that's recently become available. Yes. Within the last fifty years or seventy years, yeah. Chemical engineers that uh, people keep applying, and they're like, "Well, we got to do something. What can we do? Let's make some new food additives. Yeah, we'll stick it into whatever. And then it's like, oh, it makes people's balls fall off. I guess that's fine. We'll We'll fight a twenty-year court battle until we lose it. Yeah,
0: until we have to pay a settlement of three million dollars, and nobody pays attention because it doesn't matter. Because nobody, there's no oversight. There's no oversight with these, with like. Who is watching the FDA? The oversight's like funded by these people. Exactly. You You got
2: the federal government who overviews the FDA. And the federal government has a bunch of lobbyists in it that are like from Monsanto and all these different things. And Monsanto is the one who is signing the checks that are paying the FDA,
0: probably. Mm-hmm. And Monsanto isn't even a company anymore. You know what they are? Something probably a different name. They changed their name. Yep. It's the same people, it's the same company, but they changed their name because so many fucking farmers were killing themselves and they had so much bad press. It's yeah. like uh, the Blackwater Military Group. They also, I was just say private that, security, yeah. they changed their name too. They're Academy now. With oh. an
2: eye at the end, they might be something different now at this point. But that's what they. But in, and the
0: crazy thing is, is like with with the masses, it works.
2: That's all you can. That's all you hide. need to do.
0: Yeah. You just you just camouflage, Damn. because people are way too fucking busy to be paying attention to that. Yeah. You give me two kids, a wife who is making $30,000 a year, I have a little bit higher salary, I'm making $70,000 a year, i got to bust ass. And every time I get an opportunity for overtime, i got to take it. And you know what? When I get home, I don't give a fuck about what's on the table as long as it fills my belly. <laughs> <laughs> you just need some food. I just need some food. It's tough having to worry about that sort of thing it is and it's, it's like maybe
2: not as tough as being like a hunter gatherer where it's like fuck I need to find food where nowadays it's just like mm, this is this one gonna give me cancer
0: well no it's too easy to not care it is it's just so easy Because that's what's accessible right and it's, it's like you got these you have uh, food that's del- I mean like I'm sorry but like shit give me a cheeseburger on a brioche bun with pickles onions lettuce tomato and mayo like god damn I'm not complaining. My belly's full. That's good stuff, too. Yeah, I Tastes get tired boring. after I eat it. I get tired after I eat every meal. That's how it works. <laughs> That's how eating is. I don't even realize I'm tired. But you know what the amazing thing is? Is when you eat a meal, feel completely stuffed, and then you can go on a jog like 20 minutes later because it doesn't do whatever it is that that fucking shit does. Pure
2: energy. You don't feel like shit for hours after it.
0: Yeah. It's weird, man. It's, there's a, yeah, there's a, there's a problem it's education. Most people don't take the time to educate themselves. It's a young man's game to educate yourself, to get to get smart about this stuff. It's young people's stuff. That's why all the people that are screaming about like this and that, they're all young. People who care politically, people ca- who care about the environment, they're young. They have energy. Once you ha- start having kids and put roots down, you it seems like you you lose a little bit of that.
2: I think I feel like saying things are just down to a matter of education. In some instances, it is. Um, I think that it's an oversimplification. Sometimes, I think that it's a. I think that can be a little classist on occasion. Yes. You know, it's like saying, um, "Oh, the issue with these." white trash people or the people below the poverty line is that they're not educated enough. You know, they just need to be taught and then they'll be able to pull themselves up by their bootstraps, that sort of thing. Uh, And it's like, it's not necessarily, it is in a lot of cases, you know, there's a lot of things that need to be taught to people and that Mm -hmm. a lot of people are missing information on, like basic finances, that sort of thing. You know, that's like an information that people get left out on, but there's also a lot of cultural factors that go behind these sort of things. You know, like, people eating poorly, and that's almost an American custom at this point. You know, it's like what yeah. we're known for around the planet. It's not just a matter of, like, you can tell them that, like, how many times have they already been told that McDonald's is terrible for their health?
0: Well, and what I think a lot, okay. Yeah, a
2: lot. And it's, it's a matter of culture. It's like the, yeah. it's what's convenient for them. They right. might feel like they don't have time to cook, so they just go and they get that, and right. it fills them up so they feel content, just like you were saying.
0: My thing about the education... Thing is, is it's not about people need to learn and then they'll know. Mm -hmm. People can be told time and time again about how something is bad for them or whatever. It's about uh, perspective and it's also about ability to learn beyond what you're taught. So what education does, especially once you get into the higher levels of education, is it doesn't just it doesn't just teach you the facts of the course or teach you what it take. It teach you the the stuff you need to know to earn that degree, what it does is it teaches you how to learn. Yeah. And it teaches you how to think critically mm-hmm. about information that you're presented with. So people who never flex that muscle, people who never learn how to learn are at a deficit. Yep. And you can tell them a hundred times till your face turns blue, like, hey, you need to take this insulin or it, you're going to lose your legs. And they'll continue not taking that, insulin because they don't have the perspective that is necessary to understand why it's important. (laughs) They don't know how to learn. They don't, they don't, they don't, there's what I see constantly at the hospital I work at which is in the middle of an underserved community where I'm dealing with people who have been shot, stabbed, assaulted, burned, all sorts Mm -hmm. of horrible things happen to them 90% of the people that I communicate with are have, have a maximum of a high school diploma most of the people that I a lot of them have been dropouts and a lot of them just don't have that educational background that gave them the ability to learn I don't know how to say it It's they're, they're uneducated and you have to you have to find a way to communicate to them that really breaks down things in a simple way that they can understand and a lot of times a, a huge portion of nursing is education that's like we're taught how to teach that's <laughs> one of the biggest biggest components of nursing is education you have to educate people on how to take care of themselves <laughs> and you have to take things down to like almost like a third fourth grade level for most people for most of these people I'm talking to I have to talk to them that are like children the insulin thing that is something the amount of people that I see come in with uncontrolled diabetes is stunning. And the only reason why their diabetes is uncontrolled is because they are uneducated and they do not understand the impact of their disease. They do not (laughs) understand what diabetes is doing to them. They don't, they don't care. And the reason why they don't care is because they don't understand. It's the same thing as with the meat. Most people do not care about where their McDonald's cheeseburger came from or the burger meat they got at Kroger came from because they don't know. Yeah, these people don't care about their disease because they don't understand it. I think and it's so simple. Going to back tell them. to the
2: issue of it being education, you know, it's saying that they don't understand their disease and that they they have a maximum of a high school diploma and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. You know, it's like they come from. They're from Flint and you don't need two or three high schools in it. Something uh, like that. These days.
0: Well, I just want to say you don't need a college education to be considered educated. I don't want to make it sound like you have to go to college to be smart because you don't. But anyways. But it's it's a matter of accessibility is part of that. Mm -hmm. You know, I think they, they
2: don't have there's not a lot of educational opportunities that are out there.
0: No, and that's a huge problem. Yeah. That's I think that's biggest, I think
2: that's part of it, you know, yeah. getting it's not that they it's not necessarily a matter of apathy. Right? It's not a matter of that they haven't applied themselves enough to no. to learn as exactly. they've had literally no opportunities they've, to
0: do any of those things. Exactly. 100%. <laughs> All of their cultural influences have geared them towards uh, a mindset, a perspective of it's it's not important to do, it's not important to read, it's not important to care about like what they view as education. The people who eat unhealthy diets and you say you gotta eat healthy, in their head, their version of healthy, their perspective on what what healthy means is completely different like, than what you eat, like.
2: Three acorns a day.
0: Yeah. They're like, I got to eat lettuce. All <laughs> I ha- They're just going to make me eat spinach. That's all I'm going to eat because they're so dumb. No offense. They're dumb. They just don't yeah. understand. Eating healthy... Dude, I eat healthy and motherfucker, I every single meal that I make, I could make f- for a group of people and they would all be raving about yeah. it. Vegetables like, are amazing and they can be extremely uh, filling when, and they're w- very f- healthy for you. When you cook them right, they're yeah. great. Yeah. Those veg- I dude, I can make gluten-free vegan tacos that'll blow your fucking dick off. Yep. It does not matter. Like if, you know what's something, th- to get away from the <laughs> seriousness of this conversation, um, you know what's something, something that bothers me? What's that? Is when I is is talking to people who are around my age or older, who have a really bland diets. Yeah, they don't like peppers. Like the thought of eating something with with like cabbage or I don't know beans in it, they're like ugh.
2: I have a prejudice against people who like. hold the onions on things.
0: Oh. Oh. I don't like onions. I want a hot a- salad, but don't put the onions on it. Excuse me. Are you 11 years old? It's delicious. Onions it. are it. fucking you're an adult. great. You're an adult. Eat the fucking onions. People
2: put it on the menu that way for a reason. Eat right.
0: it. Eat the fucking onions. It's like you're fucking, I call them chicken stripping hot dog people. Yeah. Because that's all they can handle. They can't handle the texture of things that give flavor. And it's like, you're a fucking child. I feel that way about people who don't like coconut. Ah, same thing. It's like, I don't like coconut. What are you talking about? Coconut's fucking cool. Coconut's great. Like It's gross. It's like, no, you just don't like the texture because you're a baby. The texture's good. The texture's weird. I love it. I think think me too. I love it too. And that's the thing about like growing a more adult palette is you become like accepting of new textures. There's kids that'll be like parents. I've god, one of my fucking not nephews, but like uh, cousins, one of my cousins child. It's like they're having a problem. He's, like, six years old, and all he will fucking eat is, like, mashed potatoes, hot dogs, and chicken strips. And it's and it's just Can anything it new. Anything new gives him, like, you know, he, he's going to fucking gag on it. And it's just, like, it, it. all it is is a texture aversion. It's just they have a problem with texture. I don't get that. This stuff's great. Oh, dude, I love things exploring. Are
2: I love when... I love that feeling whenever I try something new, whether it's mm-hmm. food or it's music, or anything. And I like I start it, I start. Like, I take a bite, or I turn it right on, and like the first couple seconds of it, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I like this or not. Like, what is yeah. this like? Just yeah. trying to figure it out, and then like coming through and being like, okay, I kind of starting to get it now.
0: Yeah. I like that, dude. I uh, did that. I made one of the most. It, uh, it is, by far. Just the best looking meal I've ever made. Mm-hmm. I made a reverse seared filet mignon topped with fresh crab and bernaise sauce. Mm-hmm. And the bernaise sauce had tarragon in it. And tarragon is a dominating flavor. I can't tell you what tarragon tastes like. Off the I top can't of my head. fucking either. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know that when I made it, I just followed the ingredients. I watched the recipe a few times and I made it. And the first bite I was like uh, that's weird. Uh, it was weird. Yeah. It was a weird flavor. But then I let it take over my mouth. I let it incorporate itself in the meal. And holy fucking shit, I crave it now. Yeah, I crave that flavor. <laughs> it's fucking weird, man.
2: It's great figuring stuff out like that. Yeah, it's like a Rubik's cube that you're gonna unsolve in it's your mind.
0: It Sounds so fucking cunty too. It like does. I feel like a total. It cunty. does. You feel like <laughs> you feel like a, a wino or something like a mm, sense of oak. Mm. Oh, yes, a little smokiness but on the back end. that's great. That's what makes life good
2: yes. is the little things. Exploring details. new details, yes. Minor things.
0: Dude, and that's, dude, people, like, like I've gained a reputation now, and I'm going to acknowledge it because I'm a little bit buzzed, but I've gained a reputation as somebody that can fucking cook. And, like, I, uh, I understand that I have a limited menu, and I'm really not at nearly that's that okay. great. Exactly, and I don't give a fuck. I think but you cook pretty well. The, I love your The things that I cook and the things that I've learned how to cook, what makes them better than just following the recipe is following it to a fucking T and paying attention to the tiny little details. You want to know why LeBron James is the way he is and Floyd Mayweather is the way he is? It's because they f- they have Every single molecule of detail tightened up. There, they, there, there are no loose screws, not a single one. They pay attention to every minor detail. And that is what b- builds greatness, just attention to detail.
2: I agree that attention to detail is incredibly important for art. And I think it's like a trait of a good chef, for instance, or a good painter or anything. Attention to the details.
0: Agreed, yes. But
2: I think that also it is a matter of knowing just what is right. Yes. You know, it's not necessarily following, I need three milliliters of this, or I can put a spot down of paint that is exactly this Mm -hmm. hexacode of red based off of what I checked on my Microsoft Paint that sort of thing Agreed. You know yep. it's going it needs just knowing what it needs and being yes. able to feel it out and it. that's the it. weirdest
0: thing i'm so happy you mentioned that
2: this is i mean i i talked to my my girlfriend about this a lot she whenever she's cooking you know she doesn't she doesn't measure shit she's nope. just like i just go by feel i'm just doing what's right and it's exactly. fucking like always amazing dude
0: i want kate to she's cook fantastic. for me fantastic dude did you see me measure a single thing that we did no and that's the most frustrating thing's thing is i uh, i recently i submitted a uh, recipe of mine to uh, my company cookbook. Like, there was an online company cookbook for Nurses Week or the Employee Appreciation Week, some whatever bullshit that they do to avoid paying us more, and um, <laughs> I, I submitted... A like we f- yeah. You. yeah, instead of giving, getting another $5 an hour, you...
2: We uh, threw you a party twice a month. Yeah, we,
0: we're going to give you a little uh, plastic baggie with some Jolly Ranchers, <laughs> because... <laughs> They make, like, little puns and stuff, and it's like, fuck yourself. (laughs) Anyways, I submitted a recipe to uh, the company cookbook, and what was bothering me about writing it was I don't have measurements for anything. And I wrote in the recipe, like, you know, I'm saying one tablespoon for this, but really, just do what feels right. We don't measure anything in this kitchen.
2: Feel it out. It's free.
0: See, baking... Baking, you need to measure. Baking is chemistry, which yes. is very different. <laughs> yes, it requires but
2: very precise and careful measurements. Yes,
0: but cooking, fuck it, man, just throw yeah. it in a
2: pot and see what happens. Cooking is just the application of heat. That's all you got to do. As long as you're cooking with heat, you're good.
0: And heat is flavor, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I, 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 there's, and that's the thing too. Is like, so this attention to detail, it's accompanied with knowing what is right, and it's, and yes. in, in that can't be taught it's an instinct. Yep. Some people, you have it for certain things. Like, I don't know. I'm not a I'm timing. Exactly. In anything. Yep. It's, 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 it's talent. I'm a, not, it's innate. exactly. I'm not a good, I'm not a good artist. Like I'm not a good drawer. I can't paint for shit. I can't draw. Like I can doodle at a fucking sixth grade level. <laughs> and I'm friends with like, with people like you and Josh and Jr, Who, you guys can fucking draw. Like, you can draw, and it's, it's, it's just an instinct. It's I don't think I could draw that well. You can I draw better than though. I can. Like, you've done, like, on our, we're probably about equal. Mm, on our board, you did a lot more impressive stuff than I did. <laughs> and that's a fact.
2: I did a lot of goofy, weird things, too, Me though. Me, too.
0: But there's things on that board that I look at that I am just so proud of.
2: I love it. I yeah. miss it. There's still the second one, too, that's out there.
0: Yeah, that when was that, got, that was dominated by Jr.
2: Yeah, I mean he, he's had the most time to work
0: on it. He's the most artistic of us all. He certainly is. I mean, in terms of dude, I have a note in my uh, phone that I was looking at. I I, I go, I, I have a note in my phone that just says Jr. is better at guitar than I am at anything. <laughs> 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 It, fucking, it's, it ain't that the truth.
2: Yeah, I think I feel about the same way. It's so like, fucked shit. up. I'm just that good
0: at something. Dude, I'm good. I, to be as good at, he, as at anything as he is at guitar would be incredible. I can't imagine. That's what it's all about, baby. That is what it's all yeah. about. Just, it's about practice. finding something to make you come. Yeah.
2: Practice, 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 too. But I think thi- it's important to do anything. You know, yeah. it's like... If you don't know what to do, then just do something. Yeah, it's better than doing nothing. Well,
0: and that's the thing, like the like uh, the quote: "Most men lead quiet lives of desperation," or uh, "Most men lead lives of quiet desperation." That's the uh, Hemingway quote, I think. Where it's just uh, it's funny. It's like there's you just you get to a certain point and you just don't do anything. You you go to whatever your job is, and you go home, watch TV, drink a beer, and go to sleep. Yep. You force your wife to fuck her. You you tuck your kids in and give her a, ba- a bath and you that's your life and that's the lives of so many people yeah that's <laughs> culture
2: in the industrial world
0: it's fucking hell yeah it's not <laughs> just good. do something if i meet somebody do and something. i ask them like what are your hobbies and yeah. they got nothing for me like bro right. even if you if it's just riding your four-wheeler around something give like, me something you got an atv and you ride it around and that gets you off and you have a good time fuck it that's better than nothing there's so many people that literally they do nothing yeah It's a bummer. What about the people whose hobby is uh, like just picking fights online? Social media? Yeah, like social media is your hobby. I think it's not a good hobby. Mm
2: -hmm. Um, I'm not for one, not one for yucking someone else's yum. I'm also kind of. What is
0: that? <laughs> yucking someone else's yum? What it, the fuck? Make that, someone make that a T-shirt? When someone, it, yeah. I feel like it's a common phrase. I, I feel like I know what it means. but yeah,
2: it's when someone else likes something and you neg on it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not trying to. I don't want to disparage what somebody else does. I think social media to some people, some people are social animals. Yeah, and it just fills some kind of need that they have yeah I don't like that need I'm not a
0: big fan of it it's so frustrating I was getting I I was telling you earlier and I don't want to go into it because I really want to avoid the topic of the arguments but I was getting into arguments with people on reddit recently and it was just so frustrating I was like this isn't how people communicate this isn't how you talk to people yeah like my job is to communicate like I am the liaison between the doctor and the patient. That's, I am the one that's, that yeah, communicates that's real
2: life IRL
0: communication. Yes. Communicating to people who are pissed off, in pain, sad who knows what is going on, dude? So I might. Compared I might be to talking
2: to someone on the other end of the oh, computer,
0: dude, I was ge- having people tell me that I am a piece of shit, and I'm like, you realize I just came home after talking to somebody for three and a half hours after they were in a car accident with their girlfriend and she died, and they're blaming themselves, and I'm trying to help them deal with that emotionally. D- Excuse me. <laughs> I didn't realize I was a piece of shit. Thank you for letting me know, butthole sucker 68. That's
2: why I just don't engage in that shit.
0: Oh, it's so fucking frustrating. The way people communicate online is just just unbelievable. It is it's absurd. It is not how humans communicate, and no, that's it's not good for people. And that is what our media like CNN and Fox and NBC or NS, MSNBC, whatever, that's what like the main outlets focus on to create their stories. That's where media gets the vibe of how the society is feeling based off of Twitter mm-hmm. and, and Reddit. and yep. online communities where people are commenting. They take those comments, they look at them, the editors read them, they're part of them, r- the journalists quote, heavy on the fucking they're, quote journalists. They're amplifiers. Yeah, and they just take the online opinion and amplify it. In like any 20, f- what, how old is the internet, 26? Like any 26-year-old, exactly. the internet is fucking crazy and doesn't know how it feels. <laughs> <laughs> the internet's fucking insane. Yeah. The opinions of like those who share them on the internet are just wild and not, and not rooted in reality. There's no communication. There's no nuance. It's all black and white. You're either for Joe Biden or you're for Donald Trump, and it's a fucking problem.
2: Both things are problematic. Yes. Neither are great. Things aren't perfect. The nope. world's bad. Yeah. We're in deep shit all over the place.
0: Dude, I just love this country, man. Because this is not possible in most other places. Most. What we're doing right now is a fucking gift. You can't do this in a majority of the world. Maybe that's good. Really?
2: Maybe that's a good thing.
0: You think that people shouldn't be able to hold open conversation publicly?
2: You do that in a lot of places. Mm -hmm. There's some places where it's... It's certainly not as good. Yeah. Um, or not as open or free. Right. But there's a lot of places where it is. You know, we're not in China. We're not in Russia. We're not in
0: Hungary. Well, China is the biggest economy next to us. Pretty much. So the next biggest place, the next most influential place, doesn't have this. Anybody, no. like, I can say openly, I can say, fuck Joe Biden. I can say that, mm-hmm. and fuck I don't Donald have Trump. to fuck Donald Trump. We can say both things. Fuck Nancy Pelosi and the whole goddamn crew. Fuck, yeah. fuck the United States Senate. Fuck our government. Our government's trash, and they're filled with fucking pedophiles and liars.
2: Yep, doesn't do anything.
0: Nothing's gonna happen to me because I said that. Hopefully, no. <laughs> but like the thing is, if you say that, if you said, if you had a radio show in China, and you said that,
2: it's, if you, you fucked. fucked uh, Xi Jinping.
0: Yeah. You'd be gone. Yeah.
2: Disappeared. You'd Put be Put in a disappeared. concentration camp.
0: Yep.
2: So there's certainly worse places to be.
0: Oh, for shizzle. It doesn't shizzle. mean that things, things couldn't be better. Things can be better. Yeah. I've witnessed them better. Always. Just in yeah. this country, there's cities yeah. that are way better than others. Yeah. Would you rather live in Flint, Michigan, or Fort Myers, Florida? I'm going to take Fort Myers every fucking time. More alligators. More
2: Depends on how you're you're feeling about alligators.
0: I fucking don't like them. Are
2: alligators a deal breaker? Flirt snakes. Us on the table.
0: snakes and alligators. Snakes. I'm fine yeah. with most snakes, but like the snakes they have down there, the pythons and yeah, shit. Yeah,
2: You got those all those invasive species because of the Florida people.
0: You know the, the I
2: want a ball python.
0: You know they're taking over the alligators down there. Even the pythons. Yeah, I bet. I've they're seen pictures. Big I've seen pictures of pythons eating like seven foot alligators. Yeah, man. Excuse me. It's fucked up. What?
2: Florida's kind of a hellhole.
0: Florida's cool. I like Florida.
2: Some parts are cool. The
0: last time I was in Florida, I was like, shit, motherfucker, I'd move here.
2: (laughs) It's nice for the weather. It's great. It's nice seeing palm trees. It's great. It's kind of a hellhole.
0: Beautiful people. Beautiful people in Florida. (laughs)
2: Sometimes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's a strong Cuban community, and honestly, the Cubans got shit right, man. It's cool. You know, Cuba would be such a crazy vacation destination if it was open. If we Talk could about go being there, oppressive. yeah. If our government let us go there,
2: or if their government's also not great.
0: No, but I bet they're they like, would appreciate a little tourism.
2: Probably, yeah. I really, it's it's silly to have an embargo on them. I feel like I don't care why, because uh, they're communist. What the fuck does that matter? Are
0: they communist? Even?
2: Y- yeah, th- yeah, yeah. They're communist. Are they? Yeah. Hmm. That's the whole deal. Oh. They're well, communists. We listen. don't like them. Hey, they're a tiny little
0: island. What are they
2: going
3: to
0: do to us? So I was listening to a podcast recently, and they were talking about, well, okay. I listened to an episode of the Joe Rogan Experience podcast that had a woman, and I can't remember her name, but <laughs> she was from North Korea. She escaped North Korea when she was 15. That fucking sucks. And I have never in all of my days heard a more horrific life story than the one I heard on that yeah. podcast. I sent it to the group chat and I know nobody listened to it. And I remember seeing it. Dude, I'm telling you. Listen to that podcast if you just if you're in the mood for some Dan Carlin, listen to that <laughs> podcast. That fucking crazy bitch has been through so much and and you know the craziest part about it is 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 she came to the united states she got in college into accepted to columbia university Mm -hmm. an ivy league school And when she was when when they started talking about safe spaces and opinions that are okay and opinions that are not okay Mm -hmm. and offending people, she just said like she was honest about her beliefs and she was crucified in the media. What did she say? She said that she said that if if you think that me inaccurate just just speaking out about free speech and like how important it is Mm -hmm. and how beautiful and that's what makes the place that she's living in a beautiful amazing place and how dangerous it is to not have that and to limit it like she was talking about in North Korea there is not a word for love she was talking about some George Orwell 1984 Damn. shit where they don't have words for joy. They don't have words for a ha- friend. Yeah, Everybody that is, is some Orwellian shit. and uh, when she said it, well, she was describing stuff and I was like that sounds like newspeak in 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 uh, or doublespeak in 1984. And when she finally said she goes like it is like George Orwell 1984 when she said it, I was I I let out a whoop like that is real. And that is happening when you don't have, like, she's like, these people in North Korea, they don't realize that they're being oppressed. and That is the ultimate form of oppression. And Mm -hmm. she shared that opinion in the whatever you call it, like, far left, like, community crucifying this woman. Like... None of them, like they all grew up in America where even if you're impoverished, you have a full belly. She's talking about if there was an earthquake, she she witnessed an earthquake where literally the buildings are like crumbling, but instead of trying to find a safe place to run, people were storming kitchens trying to get food. She's talking about like literally you can't think about anything but food. Because everybody is starving.
2: That's the that is the ultimate form of oppression. Where that's similar yes. I mean, that's what uh that's what Stalin did. Mm-hmm. It's just a common theme of uh, dictatorships, unfortunately. Yeah. If your people are too hungry to do anything, then they can't fight you. Yep. So how how are they gonna form a rebellion if you're starving them?
0: How how they don't even know they don't even understand when you're malnutri when you have people that are systemically malnutrition yeah malnutrished I don't know it's underfed it, but underfed it, it malnourished um yeah. the, the the thing is is like she's being attacked as like she has been attacked for those for opinions that like listen your feelings don't really matter that much you don't really know what you're talking about like you don't mm-hmm. know what you don't know what trauma is if if you know she's like she's been raped she has witnessed murders she has seen children chase around rats and eat them that have been feeding on the bodies of dead people around them and felt nothing and she's like she going into classes and professor would be like let me know if this triggers you and she's like what do you mean triggers me I'm like that's that's not how it works like, I'm triggered by, I don't know how to describe it. you got well, I mean, to listen to it. Someone, it's very interesting. There's
2: people who have PTSD who Oh, can yeah, and she does. Yeah. She, yeah, Some and of them can get triggered by
0: things. Exactly. But if you get triggered, it's not the person who triggered you's fault. If, if I'm sitting in front of you, and I have no idea that when you were six years old, you were molested by your Uncle Jack, and I make a molestation joke, and all of a sudden you start having Vietnam flashbacks about it, that's not my fault. It's not your fault. Uh, and, and and you can't blame me for that. It's unfortunate and I empathize and I'm sorry that that, yeah. that made you feel that way. But
2: if if you're made aware of those of I mean, those yeah. things, and then, then I you, wouldn't you make that joke. Them. You exactly. observe that though. You exactly.
0: respect that Exactly. But yeah. you can't say that people need to self-censor themselves before they even start talking because you might have something that triggers you. Because that is that is the introduction of censorship. And the one thing that makes this country what it is and the one thing that gave us the ability to have this podcast, to have Apple computers and beautiful drum sets and fast cars is the ability to speak freely. And once you start that fucking domino effect, once you start that introduction of censorship and self-censorship, then you have a domino effect where slowly over time you lead to a dictatorship where if i speak out about something i get killed if i if i speak against something then i get killed that's what it leads to that's the path the beginning of the path is self-censorship and then it becomes to real then it gets to real censorship that's what happens on youtube and twitter right now youtube and twitter are censoring and there is active calls for more censorship by liberals. Yeah, but I'm liberal. I am very liberal, but there is a call to censor more against people who they don't believe in their speech. I...
2: Okay. YouTube and Twitter are... private entities.
0: Private companies. They're
2: companies. They are. So, and they're also that's the service that they provide. That's the business that they do. Their business is giving the individual person access to a broad base of people Mm -hmm. to share their content with. Mm -hmm. Being that it is their own entity, their their own private company, company, they can make whatever rules
0: they want. Exactly. If someone comes in
2: your house and starts insulting you, you're certainly empowered within... Would, well, you, would you like it no. if the government made it so that anyone could come into your house anytime they wanted, and say whatever they want, do whatever they want, and you had
0: no say about it? Absolutely not. Exactly. Absolutely so not. So why
2: should you hold private companies to that same because standard? Because
0: they are beyond that of a private company. If we're talking YouTube specifically, YouTube is a monopoly. YouTube is a public forum that should be considered a uh, utility. It should be... It is so big that it is it is beyond that of just my podcast if if i don't like what you say i can delete the podcast i can i can do whatever i want but i'm one individual youtube is such a large corporation such a large company that it is. They have the ability to influence the narrative of the reality that we are looking at in the country. Yeah, but
2: well people have the ability to to not choose that. There's other options. There aren't other yeah, options. Vimeo. Vimeo doesn't even. You can make even, your own website. There, There's
0: is, plenty of options for that. But there, but, and and I agree with that. And that's the that's the problem. the the The, the problem is is I agree with capitalism, and I be, uh, believe in a company's ability to choose to make their own rules. But once, but I believe YouTube has eclipsed that. I believe they have eclipsed that of just, they're a private company, they can make their own rules. I can agree. YouTube, can do some things
2: like they'll censor um, history channels. Yeah. You know, people who are talking about the Iraq war, for Mm -hmm. instance, who are just trying to give like an objective historical account of the events that happened they have to censor themselves and not say certain words or not depict certain images or else they'll get Told. struck by YouTube Yes, for like copyright violation or not copyright, like whatever rules of... YouTube, has a,
0: YouTube has a hell of a lot more people using it daily and viewers than public television, than public radio, than CNN, than Fox News, than ABC News, and MSNBC. YouTube gets more views per day than... All of satellite, whatever, fucking digital cable combined, mm-hmm. more than HBO with your fucking Real Talk and Bill Maher and every channel combined. YouTube has more views. A lot YouTube of is not are on YouTube too. Yes, though. they are, but in, but the thing is, is YouTube is beyond that. Of they're a private company, they should be able to make their own rules because they are a public forum. I
2: mean, it's it's Google.
0: Yes, and this
2: is why this is one of the things that I talk about sometimes. You know, it's like. Humanity has a tendency to organize from smaller units to larger units. Mm-hmm. We have transcended the nation state level organization that we achieved. Mm-hmm. You know, we went from like tribes to chiefdoms to kingdoms to nation states right. and empires. So you have large check sections of the earth now that are aligned with certain ideologies and that sort of thing. They're all kind of grouped together a little more. And now you have these large entities that are forming that are transnational <laughs> that are huge that bring up all these weird dark gray murky questions like right? private property versus like public good and that sort of thing. Ah. you know it's like yeah. i get what you're saying that something shouldn't be censored and that free speech is a good thing undoubtedly we need mm-hmm. that but where does free speech end and persons right to their property begin
0: Well, and and that is what these these are problems that are completely brand new.
2: Which is why I think we are going to eventually gravitate towards these larger organizations. Like, Mm. I don't know if it's going to be the UN or whatever. The world might end before that becomes a problem. But I think eventually we're going to gravitate. If we live long enough, we might just go extinct. Who the fuck knows? Um, We might just gravitate towards this larger governmental system.
0: Yeah. Hopefully towards like a... Well, Planetary it, thing. It, what it needs to be is a governmental system run by the people for the people, which is always tricky. Democracy's is hard. Well, no, it's not just democracy. The United States is the only time it's ever been done ever, ever.
2: There's other democracies
0: France. where but it's not a true democracy. It's not it's not a government for the people by the people. It's not a government of the people. There is, this has never been done. America's the great experiment, right? And look at what it produced. It produced the world's greatest economic and military force ever. We, which, the is, re- which is tough. N- it's not a great position. Everything, to get. every other society, every other country has led to essentially a dictatorship. Everything, it's which either run by of, a small.
2: We've come close to it a w- couple times We're fucking
0: getting closer and closer. Yep. Two people. Every election, it's two fucking people. What the f... Two
2: people. It's an, I think it's kind of a natural cycle that we go through. We're... From anarchy to totalitarianism.
0: And when are we going to... Are, are we going to avoid that? Or is that what we're headed... What we're uh, going Hopefully head? we're avoiding it. I really hope so, man. Like, I just... We avoided I, some Handmaid's Tale shit on January 6th, though. So. You know, and, and that was... That was fucking atrocious. It was. That was it's just so disrespectful to the, to the foundation it's, of the country. It
2: was... Traitorous, it was. Which I don't, I don't like using that word because I think dissent's a good thing, but it was not a good kind of dissent. It was a, no. te- it was a complete overt attempt to supersede the system with violence.
1: Yeah, and it you was. You know,
2: it's like some people talk about them like they were protesters, like no. they were running around calling no, people. They were,
0: they were. Were they acting like adults?
2: No, they were trying no. to hang people.
0: Yeah, they. They were, were th- looking
2: for Mike Pence to hang him because he would not invalidate the election results.
3: Yeah
0: crazy and yeah. the craziest thing is well, what's fucking bizarre is that there's, there, there's like it's highly likely that the not just this election but elections before have been tampered with by both sides and other countries I mean
2: they've that's always an issue with the democracy right yeah I mean people want to take over there's been reports even recently even more recently that haven't really been talked about very much I don't think that were from the Kremlin I mean they could be part of a disinformation campaign you can for never know for sure this have sort you ever
0: heard heard of the uh, I I think it's IRA the internet research agency no. it's the russian internet research agency it's it's have you heard of russian troll farms oh yeah what it is the IRA is like they their main purpose is to sow deceit in the united states like what they do is they make memes and they make internet forums and chat rooms and facebook pages and try to pit americans against each other because you know what the best way to destroy the strongest military in the world is inside out you can't take them on in battle russia would get fucked by us if if we're if hypothetically nuke, if nukes aren't involved, we would fuck Russia. We would fuck we would fuck every other country. The only most question war mark games is China. People,
2: most war games people play are the Red Four almost always wins against Blue Four.
0: What's the, what's the Red Four versus Blue Four?
2: Red Four is like China or Russia against NATO. Uh,
0: and almost I always NATO loses. I don't I think there is something like China's no got
2: carrier killers.
0: What are those? They're
2: coastal-based ballistic missiles that can hypothetically kill a carrier
0: in a couple of hits. I just think th- with the amount of public funding that our military gets, like just what they tell us they fund our military with a year, I find it hard to believe that any uh, any country, and China I was going to say, except China, China might have a fighter's chance, have a heavy hitter's chance. I just have it have a hard time believing that anybody can match our uh, military might and that is not a challenge but there's something like crazy like there's nowhere on the planet that's less than 15 minutes away for uh for an f-16 like a united states f-16 like we're we're on top of everything yeah we have military bases all over the world
2: which is maybe why we have so many problems (laughs) probably
0: um because we're running thin because we have people that yeah. we're talking about, like, if you want to make a strong country, it's so... If, if really that's your goal, which it's not for you most you, politicians. You invest in your country. You invest. You, you, you reinvest in infrastructure. You reinvest yeah. in the educational system. We, we throw away every year,
2: every two years, I guess, let's be generous, Sure. what this infrastructure bill they've been passing yeah. uh, is worth. You know, people keep talking like... It's $1.7 trillion. It's like, okay, so that's two years of defense spending, (sighs) which is them just literally dropping bombs in the desert because they need to get rid of their bombs, so they get more bombs next quarter.
0: Uh, Vice did a piece called the Afghan Money Pit a while ago, a few years ago, and it's just, it's all about the amount of money the United States puts into Afghanistan Mm. and the Middle East. And just, they bomb a city and then they rebuild it with hundreds of millions of dollars. It's, and it's dumb. It's retar- it's it's retarded. You know what
2: Afghanistan has been referred to as what? since the, the Afghan money pit, the eighteen hundreds, what seventeen hundreds, I should say, graveyard of empires. Yeah, probably because they fucking destroy everybody who tries to occupy or invade them.
0: And it's it's the impossible. British, the
2: British Empire in the eighteen hundreds, yeah, they had this big ass army that was out there, and they tried to like. You know, they were doing Napoleonic era shit. They're like, let's go out and make lines and blocks of people and maneuver and we'll take out these Mujahideen fighters. <laughs> and then they were slaughtered to like one person who made it to like the next city down. They're like, yep, they killed us all. Yeah. And then the Soviets tried to invade them with the same shit. They're like, we're going to take a bunch of tanks and we're going to take our BMPs and we're going to try mechanized infantry tactics and we're going to have helicopters flying around. Well,
0: that's pretty much why we're not friends with Russia. Instead of being allies and powerful allies, it's like, who can have control of the Middle East, us or them? And, and, and that's yeah. the crux of the problem. Yes. They're not necessarily communist anymore. I know that whats as nuts is a fucking dictator in disguise. They're,
2: they're a totalitarian, mm-hmm. which I think is a bigger issue, and I think that kind of muddies the water yeah. with them being capitalists now, but they're still – that's what the problem with so many people's interpretation of communism is. Well, oh, d-
0: if you're about to do some, like, communist rhetoric, I'm going to I'm have not going to
2: do on. pro-communist
0: stuff. Bro. I know fucking people that'll be just like, I'm pro-communist. I'm like, you have no fucking idea what you're talking about. I'm Sure, not everybody should get what they deserve, man. Fucking everybody should be able to live good, man. And I agree with that. I want everybody to live good. But you know what? There's no such thing as equality of outcome. It's just impossible. You can have equality of opportunity? Yes. Can you have equality of outcome? No. Because people are individuals. And some people, when they have enough money and enough food, prefer to sit on the fucking couch in their free time. And that's just how it is. You can't have equality of outcome. And if you try to have it with communism, you're going to fail. Every fucking communist state sucks.
2: They suck. I agree. But I think that's partially because they are... I mean, let's look at China. China's not really that communist. They're more authoritarian. They're totalitarian in, st- in their nature. Sure. Otherwise, they're basically a capitalist nation. You know, you can go to China. You can have a fucking LLC.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, you can make your own business. You can yeah, start Yeah, but there's your own no
1: differentiation
0: between business and government. There's
2: n- Yeah, it tows party lines. There's China there is a owns lot more you. oversight. There's a lot of that. A lot of business members are party members. That sort of thing. That is totally true. I don't think communism is great. I think there's a lot of problems with it. Uh, I would have socialist sympathies as opposed to some degrees you know I think some things in the interest of the people at large should be controlled by the people at least in theory Mm -hmm. you know I recognize that there's also a difference between theory and application that's my biggest gripe with the people's interpretation to communism is that they aren't looking at the theory of communism which is basically just like Everybody lives in this state, and everybody's entitled to a certain quality of life, at least. Everybody gets the same sort of thing. It's an understandable string of logic to follow along. Um, In application, they all become totalitarian and and authoritarian, where they starve people and put them in concentration camps and commit genocides and that sort of thing, which is really, really bad. Um, So I think that there's a bit of a disconnect there. Mm-hmm. which maybe is a fault in the ideology of communism because it always spawns these kind of really screwed
0: up states. Well, what it does is I think it gives the opportunity for a, uh, a dictator. It yeah, it, that's it what it seems. Yeah, it, it just gives an opportunity for somebody to take over.
2: That could be because just of the way that the ideology came about. You know, there's never a communist state that really started from legitimate means they always sprung from rebellions. Well, you know, it's like, and maybe that's I why, because you have these really cruel people in a rebellion, you know, you're a, you're a fighter, no. you're an outlaw. So those kind of people take control. Like Joseph Stalin, Joseph Stalin's yeah. is not a good guy. See, he was, he fit that bill. Yeah. So I think that's why Soviet communism went so far off the rails is because Stalin took the reins because it was a, Rebellion by violent means.
0: Now, and that is the th- w- and the problem is that's human nature. Yep. The problem is when you understand humans and when you understand individual nature and human nature and the tendencies of people is once they get into a position of power, they will. D- what humans do is abuse it, yep. and that is going to happen over and over and over and over again. And what uh, what how we have avoided that to this point is by having a government that is theoretically run by the people because if 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 your constituents you if too. your if your constituents are opposed to what you're doing you'll be taken out of office you have to you have to win the favor of the people so that ex- that makes it harder for somebody to take over now what i think we're seeing now is more and we're getting closer and closer for the opportunity for somebody to take over and Cause things
2: are becoming more disordered
0: because in your we're implementing with the pandemic it has just led to a huge amount of opportunities for those power hungry people to, to to use their yeah, power it's unrest it is, and it's unrest it's is
2: always ripe for this kind of thing.
0: Exactly, it's an opportunity. So I think chaos we're chaos we're, we're, yeah, we're in trouble. We need to we need to be very careful about what we say, what we do, who we choose to make our decisions. Mm-hmm. We need to be that careful. I mean, Excuse like. me. There were people who put their life into a business, okay, that had that business taken away from them because of somebody who is in that position of power. That person never lost a paycheck, but they're telling business owners, you can't open for for really just arbitrary reasons. You this can't... This is COVID stuff? Yes, this is recent. We have... We have governors telling which, telling us which businesses can open. So, like, salons can open here, but if you're a restaurant, you can't open. You can do takeout only. Takeout only for a dine-in restaurant is it's cancer. Bad. It's, it's yeah. bad. You get, the, you get the food, it's cold. It's not very good. When you mm. g- finally get it home, it's been sweaty in that cardboard box or whatever. It's yeah. not going to be off it's the tough. plate good. And so th- the problem was, like, you have people who aren't losing a dime who are living in beautiful homes with a, well, with a great paycheck, not losing any money, telling people you're, you have to close and I'm gonna give you $600 a week and if you can't figure it out, I'm sorry, tough. Yep. That's wrong, that's not, you should, it sh, what it should be is, you know, there's a pandemic, we wanna help our fellow man, we're gonna try to stop the spread, but I'm not gonna tell you what to do, you can make your own decisions, you're an adult.
2: Government's hard.
0: Government is very hard. I just, I just, I just want us to, I just want us to make out of this, you know. I wanna, I wanna be free and happy, and and we're gonna and be out of this. I think so too. I think we're finding our way out of it. They're really, they're really going hard on this Delta variant shit. But you know, there's like eight people in my hospital with COVID, and guess what? They're all fat, and they all have kidney disease. Okay. <laughs> they all have diabetes. I'm not too worried about it. Me neither. I, I've been doing a lot of
2: things. Mm-hmm. I've been going to a lot of places. I've been yeah. around a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I think that's good. When I go to like the store and shit like that, you know, if I'm just going into like a very public space, yeah. I've been throwing my mask on again lately. Yeah. Just because, fuck it. You know, if I'm going to the grocery store, I don't really care. The thing is. I'll put it like, on. Uh, I just want to get so anybody like, sick
0: just in case. So like COVID is like tuberculosis. It's airborne. Yeah. So a surgical mask, it's not doing anything. It protects you zero percent against an airborne illness. Almost zero percent doesn't do anything. What a surgical mask is, masks do is prevent droplets. They, pre- they prevent like bacteria from your mouth and nose falling onto surfaces. Mm-hmm. You're not going to prevent an airborne illness. There's space. There's a ton of space. I thought that's what carried the virus through the air was moisture. Was droplets? Well, droplets that are so small they go right through the mask. Hmm. it's it's not droplet it's airborne so you have you have isn't that what an n95 is like an n95 is
2: smaller than 95 micrometers or something Something, like that
0: yeah i think it's it's an n95 is going to protect you from that stuff not a hundred percent but way better it's like a condom (laughs) you know it's not a hundred percent but it'll protect you way better a surgical mask is like pulling out doesn't do shit against a droplet or against an airborne disease like if i'm going into a patient's room with tuberculosis like i'm equipped there isn't radiation. What, what are you wearing you wear a surgical mask okay. <laughs> they don't they don't they don't give us n95s for a tuberculosis room but i'll use an n95 in a tuberculosis room much fa- and feel a lot more comfortable than if i'm in a tb room with fucking a mask Mm-mm. And tuberculosis is well, way fucking scary. How often you get scary. tuberculosis, people? I got. I've had one tuberculosis patient. That's crazy. And they get put in a negative pressure room, so that means yeah. that all the air flows out of that room. Yeah, it doesn't go back into the hospital. Mm. But Your like, air flows
2: into it, right? It gets yeah. sucked into the room.
0: The thing about COVID, man, and I don't want to stay on this very long because I, I really, I really don't want to. I, I really, I don't, I don't have an official opinion. I'm a health. I'm a frontline healthcare provider that has dealt firsthand with COVID. I have been in a COVID ICU. I have taken care of a lot of people with COVID. I have seen people die from COVID. So I really don't want to have a like a public, like opinion about it. But the, but really the thing about <laughs> but really the thing about COVID is like, tell me the thing. It's it's not that bad. It is certainly not what you see in the news. When I hear fucking gorgeous women and square-jawed men on CNN telling me about how horrific ho- COVID is with explosions and giant red flaming molecules behind them, it, f- it is such an over... It is so much... They make it out to be so much worse than it is. If you are healthy, you have nothing to worry about. If you are If you are unhealthy you have a little bit to worry about and if you are sick you're going to you you it might be the thing that takes you out just like if you are sick and you get pneumonia it's going to take you out yeah that's if you're sick and you get the flu it's, it might take you out
2: that's why it's kind of good to like wear your mask and shit like yeah. that though i mean even if it doesn't completely protect you from this sort of thing right. you know uh, like i i would be fine if i got it i'm almost sure you would be, you'd um, be fine, but I also don't want to get sick. No, it sucks getting sick. Like my mom got it; she was vaccinated, and she got uh, infected with it. And she had she like one night she got like a really low, not really low, but it was like an, I think it was eighty nine on her pulse mm-hmm. ox just from like that's the fucking horrible. Yeah, and I lived at eighty nine
0: for a week and it sucked. Yeah.
2: Which is just my main thing, you know. It's like it sounds like it sucks. I'm not concerned that yeah. I'm gonna die. I'm concerned no. that I'm gonna get sick, and I don't want to get sick. and I don't want to get anybody else but li- sick.
0: But listen, what you just said, your mom got vaccinated. Yeah, the vaccine doesn't fucking work. Well,
2: it probably kept her out of the hospital. At least. No, it didn't. She it wasn't going. Have, no, she wouldn't have
0: gone to the fucking hospital. Knows, listen, I got the worst case of COVID. That you could get without going to the hospital. Like my mom, when I first got it in February, before we knew what COVID was, like my mom was saying like, Travis, you look bad. Like I've seen people hospitalized that look like you or better. Like you, dude, I was hanging out at 89 every day for like a week. I had a fever for a week. I was extremely sick. Like I was very sick. But the thing is, is I survived it. And you can get just as sick if you've gotten the vaccine. Yeah. The vaccine doesn't do anything to to stop the spread either. It's maybe the, it does. Listen, no, it doesn't. That's what I everybody have, says. No, it, the, that's you what you
2: all have, the viri- that's what all the virologists say. Not
0: all the virologists. The ones that can't say anything are getting fucking demonetized and kicked off YouTube and Twitter. I I've been following this podcast, and I wish I knew his name, but there. But I've been listening to the string of podcasts. Uh, that feature three guys. One's an uh, evolutionary biologist from, you know, name an impressive university. The other is an ICU doctor from name an impressive university. And the other is the creator of mRNA vaccines. So the guy who literally created the technology that the COVID vaccine is using, or most of the COVID vaccines are using is speaking out about its ineffectiveness and why people should be concerned about how well it works. Mm. It's fucking, in, in they've been demonetized off YouTube, they've been booted off Twitter several times, and it's like you're, they're censoring the literal creator of the vaccine technology that these are using for saying things that, uh, that m- give people a little bit of hesitancy towards taking one of these vaccines that are not technically FDA approved. They've been approved under emergency use authorization and it is literally a trial. Like you can read, if you read on the FDA's website, if you read on the Johnson & Johnson and Moderna and Mm -hmm. all the vaccine websites, it's literally spoken of and referred to as a trial. Like this is a mass trial and if you, like it's, it's, I'm not saying it it doesn't work i'm not saying that it's dangerous i'm not saying that it's going to fucking give your kids autism what what i am saying is there should be a little bit of questioning there shouldn't be crucifixion of anybody who says like man i don't know if it's safe you should we should question that questioning stuff is healthy because when you question things and you get answers and you force people to give you good answers and if they can't give you good answers then you know that maybe you need to keep asking questions because what you might be being sold isn't safe. Fucking That's pharmaceutical you know, companies have been the You should
2: certainly be asking questions about for sure.
0: whatever's going into your body. Pharmaceutical companies have been the number one enemy. Pharmaceutical and oil companies have been the number one enemy enemy of liberals and hippies since day fucking one. And all of a sudden, pharmaceutical companies are God. And it's just a little bit weird. They have so much money. <laughs> They're evil, dude. That probably explains a lot of it. They don't give a fuck. They don't care about health. They just care about effectiveness. The FDA is paid by them fuckers. And, and even the FDA with this vaccine will not say that it is it is safe to use. They, there's a whole lot of caveats in everything they say. Because they know that they could get their asses sued in five years. Anyways, that's enough of that <laughs> okay. I think that if you're at risk, you should be vaccinated. Bobby, I wrote down a few questions. Oh, boy. I feel like now is a good time to ask them. (laughs) Um, My first question is, uh, what is your favorite noise? My favorite noise? Yeah.
2: Tires on gravel.
0: Tire, Ooh. Oh, my God. That's a great noise.
2: I love that noise. I love the sound. Maybe just tires in general. Yeah. Especially tires on gravel. I love that noise.
0: Tires on gravel like is a, a great like noise. Like
2: a, a car. We used to have a, a gravel, drive, uh, gravel driveway when yeah. I lived on Green Road when I was a little kid. And I just loved that sound. You know, maybe it was because it was whenever one of my parents got home, like yeah. their cars would pull in. It would make that just that really satisfying, crunchy sound of the tires rolling really slowly over the gravel. But I loved it. That's a great noise. I remember that sound very fondly.
0: I can, as soon as you said it, I heard it in my head. That's a fantastic noise. I love that sound. I love that sound too. Wow. It's like, it's like walking through the leaves. I can just hear it.
2: Yeah. (laughs) That's that's very possibly another one.
0: Walking through fresh snow. (laughs) When it's silent outside. Dude, when, one of my favorite things about living here is shoveling the driveway at, like, 2 a.m. during a snowstorm. When it's one of those snowstorms where you got to get out and shovel every, like, four, two to four hours, and you're back outside, and you're shoveling, and it's just dead silent. love that when the snow is
2: falling, and it's just perfectly it's silent. Just the, sound, the snow is absorbing all the sound from everywhere yeah, else. Yeah, it's, and it's and just, sm- just, like, muffling. Yourself, you're in a bubble.
0: Dude, do you know how, like, that's that's... When I first started getting high, allegedly... I, I, you're outside on a winter day And it's just complete silence It's fantastic You can hear your fucking internal organs It's so quiet hear outside yeah, And then you get crippling anxiety <laughs> <laughs> You know I, My favorite noise I think is the sound Of rain inside of a camper it's also a fantastic sound. It sounds like thousands of ping pong balls are just speckling the roof. Just ah, It's so good.
2: Does this have a partic- are particularly nostalgic value
0: to you? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my family, we grew up camping. So for the first like 20, 21 years of my life, I would always go camping with my family. And we had a pop-up, which is like a mix between a trailer and a, and a tent. You you use a crank, you wind wind it up, and it forms a giant square, and then you pull beds out of each side. And not what supersedes the sound of it raining while laying inside of that thing is the smell of the canvas. Dude, you could cook fucking, you could roast habaneros and make fucking, I don't know, curry in that place it would still smell like that wet canvas. and then the next day you'll come in and it smells the same and <laughs> dude there'd be times where in the summer i'd like have to go inside the like i'd have to like open the little hatch door and stick my head inside the folded up pop-up camper to like find a sledgehammer or something and when as soon as my head entered that vortex it was the smell would consume you and you just want to stay in there the best smell best smell? I, I love
2: the smell of and the sound of the coast. Oh, yeah. Whether it be and I love the sound of waves breaking mm-hmm. on the shore. I love the smell of sea air, whether
0: it's superior air. Superior air is different. Bro. It
2: is. It's sea air, but it is different. Mm-hmm. I also love I have a lot of fond memories of the Caribbean
3: mm-hmm.
2: and it is that that's sound. how you know you're entitled
0: <laughs> it, I, yes, it, I have a lot of fond memories of the Caribbean it's some
2: privileged ass bullshit you know how many
0: memories of the Caribbean I have zero <laughs> <laughs> look growing up when my family went to St. John's I in com- the
2: Caribbean yes I, I feel like an asshole talking about it even it's cool man it's cool. It's cool. You know what? You grew up I in America. We got money here. And guess what? Motherfucker, I, bore, I was born into the shit. Mm-hmm. I did nothing to earn it. I recognize that. I it's was called a kid luck. when I went. I Sorry, went you got family. some.
0: You're a lucky person. Yeah,
2: I recognize that. I only
0: associate myself with yeah. very lucky people. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I, cool. I, have, I remember a lot of C sounds from there, and that's that's it's great. Beautiful. I love that. That's like Bro. the most meditative sound it's amazing or water running
0: down a creek anything like that dude laying on a beach at night listening to the surf it feels like you are standing on the edge of the universe yeah you feel like you're in abyss the stars are great the air is always moving there's always like it's never stagnant and you hear this force this Mm -hmm. deep black force you can't even see it. You look out, and it just looks like s- sky with no stars. If there's no moon, you can't even see the water. It just sounds like an abyss.
2: It's always a sound that is indicative of something stronger than yourself.
0: Yeah. Whether it's tides
2: and tidal action, just Rain. waves. There's nothing that you can stop, nothing that you can do. It's something yeah. that's beyond you.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing about the silence in the, in the wintertime. When it's mm. when you got a fresh snow or it's snowing, it's, it's just bigger than you. It's pleasant
2: reminders of the power of nature as opposed to like hurricanes
0: or earthquakes. Yeah, that's a violent reminder. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. I was down in New Orleans recently and uh, I couldn't believe, like one, you wouldn't have really known that it got hit. The areas I was going, you Mm -hmm. wouldn't have known that the the Katrina was what it was. It was all rebuilt and everything. And two, it's like, why would you, like, like, there's real estate and property within the city. Just, like, hundreds of, you know, like, lofts and living areas above buildings and high-rises and everything. And you look at it, and you're like, why would you ever invest in this? <laughs> it's crazy.
2: Part it, of my I hate flood insurance. We
0: were down. dude. giant scale. Yeah, flood insurance. Whatever, man. You're fucking, what if you die? Katrina was horrible. Trina was so bad. Yeah. There's there, part of like the, whole the thing old though. the old New Orleans, like the French quarter and Bourbon Street and that area of New Orleans was like this. The buildings were all crooked. Yeah. <laughs> like everything was it felt like it was falling apart. It was held together by the stickiness of everything, by spilled beer. <laughs> it was fucking cool. Just <laughs>
2: glued together. Yeah,
0: it was it was not it was so it was a culture shock. It was just like bizarre, man. And the pe- it's like there's every everybody there is a tourist, and the people who are not are fucking bums. They're crusty, sticky motherfuckers <laughs> that want to hurt you. That's I think, how I felt in New Orleans. I
2: think I'm gonna die if I go to New Orleans, and dude. I and have a. I'm not a psychic, but I feel like that's the only premonition I've ever had. Well, if If you're not a psychic, you'll find plenty there.
0: They were everywhere. Just people with little, like, little stands set up giving you palm readings and shit. I may be going to a conference there in December, so
2: we'll see what happens. Ooh, booyah,
0: go. It'll be great. (laughs) I I feel like I really ruined it for Josh. (laughs) (laughs) I feel bad. But, like, I told him, I was like, that place was fucking nasty. Yeah, I think we should go somewhere else. Well, if he wants to have his bachelor party there, it's a great place to have a bachelor party. Honestly, I'm not into the bar scene.
2: If yeah, we can figure out something more fun.
0: Yeah, honestly, I think going time. I think going up north, renting a bunch of fucking ski-doos and fucking power tools, and like, dude, let's just rent a circular saw and cut stuff up with it and do silly stuff with We can rent some big wood. chainsaws and we can go to saw trees up all we got. Yeah, let's... We can rent some ATVs and we can go tear around. Yeah, it's fun. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Most people's idea of fun is like, let's get fucked up, man. That's, that's part of it. Usually. Sometimes it's fun it's getting b- a little bit loose, but like. I
2: There's other know. things involved, or before. Yeah. And then it usually culminates and let's get senseless.
0: Yeah. I, uh. just kind of fun. Of, so of course, this. getting a little buzzed up is fun. I'm <laughs> not dishing on that, but like, when that's <laughs> the point, when that is the objective, it's annoying. Yeah.
2: That's the whole reason for gathering together.
0: Yeah, like let's sit around in a circle be other, and drink. Other
2: activities, <laughs> other things to do.
0: Exactly. So I have a fan question.
2: A fan question.
0: A question from a fan, um, a or fan a of listener. Who? I don't even want to say fan. That's a that's obtuse. A fan of the show. I don't. I, not obtuse. That was the wrong word. Yeah. A, a listener. Okay. A listener, not a fan. Um. What makes, um. What makes the ocean cooler than space?
2: I think they're both exceptional and they should be explored for different reasons. I would say my official point on the matter is think of the ocean. Okay. Okay. Yes. Where is the ocean at earth? Where's earth at?
0: The uni- the space. There you fucking space. go. Space.
2: Yeah. Okay. All the oceans. All the oceans. Are you familiar with Enceladus? No. On the it's a moon around Jupiter. Okay. You know about it? Yes. It's an no, ocean moon. I don't I know about Jupiter. It's an I've ocean heard. moon surrounded by I've ice. I've heard
0: everything there is to know about You know where Jupiter. that's at? Jupiter.
2: You know where Jupiter's at?
0: Where? Space. Space. Wow. They're all in space. Oh my god. The
2: ocean's in space. Correct. So Whoa. let's oh. think about this. You're the ocean is really fucking cool. Yeah. It's got anglerfish. Yeah. It's got corals. <laughs> it's got tuna. Tuna. It's sick. Yeah. No one Very is debating cool. that fact. Uh, nobody. The ocean yeah. is contained within of space. Yeah. The ocean is cool, but it's a subset of the cool that is space. Word. Because the space contains all of the
0: oceans in the fucking universe. The which there's a fucking lot of them. Yeah. There's so they're lot. all in
2: space. That's they're why everywhere. space is colder than the ocean. Okay,
0: I'm glad that we have that. That was the ultimate answer. That was correct. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know there was a right answer, but you're right. So I'm
2: always trying to tell people.
0: Yeah, well, I don't know. People feel the need to ask you that, and I, uh, I almost, I apologize for. for I'm you passionate asking. about it. I well, get that, it, dude. Okay, the
2: ocean's sick. It's really sick. You can. I'm really interested in ocean archaeology. Everybody, I'm really is, interested sure. in shipwrecks as it applies to, um environmental concerns. Yes. For instance, there is a lot of shipwrecks from World War II that are scattered throughout the world. Yeah. No one knows where they really are. There's incomplete catalogs of these wrecks. They're all ticking time bombs for environmental disasters because they're carrying crude oil in them that were sunk with them that's slowly releasing... And if you're trying to clean it up, most of the time it just winds up dumping it all into the ocean anyway. Which I makes mean, honestly,
0: if they were in, like, I can barely figure out how to clean up, like, you know, a mess in a patient's bed. Yeah. I mean, go cl- go get this crude oil out of a sunken ship. <laughs> Probably not going to be able to do it.
2: Yeah, it's either there's a thousand tons of crude oil in a sunken ship or there's a thousand tons of crude oil at the top mm. of the ocean, which yeah. you want to deal with.
0: So I have this thought. It's like a belief. Um... I believe that everything is as big. Hmm. Everything, everything that we see is as big as it is small. Yeah. Is that too high? Is that too high of a statement?
2: I mean, what is big and what is small?
0: Exactly. It's we're, like we're, we're pretty low on the scale exactly and you look at stars and as far as we can zoom in it just keeps going yeah and as far as we can zoom out it just keeps going there's no bottom and there's, the, the, and the, no the top, top
2: is real fucking big
0: yep the top is easier to see mm-hmm. you know yesterday I went because yesterday was a new moon um, yesterday I went outside to try to find the moon and while I was you know just trying to find it um, I looked the moon, up and there was no moon it, it was still a new moon yesterday mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you saw it, it was cloudy out for most of the night. Um, When I looked, it was pretty cloudy, but there was breaks in Well, it was a new moon yesterday. Uh, It was whatever, a full moon, like the third time in a row or something like that, whatever a new moon is. I don't know. That's probably wrong. But um, anyways, I looked up and I saw the stars for like the first time in a couple weeks. You know, like immediately, like, I don't know, it like chilled me out. It was like a reset button. I saw them. I was like, oh, yeah. Wow.
2: There's bigger things out there.
0: I felt so good. There's large cosmic celestial
2: motions at work that we have no comprehension of or no awareness of in our normal times.
0: Yeah. I feel like cities and the internet and the way we live our lives like makes us forget about that. We don't see the stars. Yeah. We're far too concerned about ourselves and the
2: small things of our world. Yeah. Like we fight about how to just divide things up. Like, who gets how many of these precious metals that we take out of the ground every year? Let's kill
0: each other over I it. I like the woods. I like, I like the stars. That's, that's just yeah. pretty. Yeah.
2: It's, it's calming. things that are bigger than ourselves. Yeah. Part of a larger system and a larger environment that we still belong to. and yeah. We are merely a minor component of.
0: We're God. You and I. You and yeah. I are God.
2: And we're all God experiencing himself subjectively. Herself subjectively.
0: Herself. God is a woman. Themselves. <laughs> That's so progressive of you. It is. Cheers, buddy. I've been working on it. I love you. I've been saying y'all
2: a lot lately. Bro. Instead of you guys. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah.
0: I, uh. I love, man. You love. Good to love things. Yeah. It's There's the, a lot of things to love. There are. You, you ever just feel thankful? A lot. Yeah. It's a good thing to
2: focus on. Oh, it's so it's good. It's a good thing to think about. Just an important thing
0: to think about. Just being thankful for mm-hmm. what you have, what you're given, what you feel, the opportunities you've had. Just, it's just all. I just, I every now and then I get not overwhelmed, but I get mm-hmm. like this influx of mm-hmm. thanks. Like I just feel like i'm just so grateful for like you know this isn't my living situation here in this apartment in grand Blanc, michigan this isn't what i this isn't the best thing in the world this isn't excuse me this is, this isn't what i want for this isn't what i if i could choose a hundred different things this isn't what i would choose but i look around and i see what i have I see the friends I have. <laughs> I see, I see the 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 food I get to eat, and the car I get to drive, and the the aesthetics of my life. And I just I can't help but think I'm so lucky. Like this is just pure luck yes. that I got this. It's mindfulness. It is. It's it's a beautiful oh, and mindfulness, man. I
2: think that so often I, I think about the people that. Choose to spend their time with me, yeah, and I am profoundly grateful. Yeah, and it
1: isn't is, that crazy.
2: It's it's humbling. Isn't you know, that? The, I am so grateful to have some, the good, the friends that I have in my life. Wow, yeah, just to have you know you and it's Josh a, yeah. and. My girlfriend, who chooses to spend her time with me, and I just—I am just extremely grateful for it. That that is—that is—that's profound. It makes me feel extremely good to have people around that
0: care about me and that want to spend time with me, that put effort into me. Yeah, and you know, it's—it's great. Isn't that? Isn't that profound? Yeah, that is beautiful. I love that. I feel the exact same way. Like, the—the realization or the idea, the thought that there are people that want to hang out with me. Like, wow, yeah. holy, I can't believe that. Yeah, it's like, nuts. <laughs> I can't believe that. You really, you want to hang out with me? Somebody likes me? Somebody likes huh? me? Wow. <laughs> and it sounds, it's it's such a weird idea to explore. Yeah. That's very strange. It is. Because we all have, not all of us, but a lot of us, most of my friends have, uh, 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 high level, that's the wrong way to say it. But uh, we all have a certain amount of self-awareness <laughs> where we, where some I people feel like, not some people don't and they're intolerable. Yep. <laughs> but Agreed. like, so, so you have your own self-awareness and you understand why you're a little bit annoying or why you see things in yourself that you don't like. You yeah. see things that you do behaviors and you, you don't like it. And to find people that look past all that stuff and be like, yeah, you're my friend. I like spending time with you. I value you. You're yeah. special. That's just wild, man. Someone's just like, I don't give a fuck. I'm just here
2: for you. Yeah. Just like, I'm just I'm
0: just digging, hanging out. Yeah, you're a fun person to be around. Good, yeah. Sure, you're a weirdo sometimes or you get anxious and you make people feel uncomfortable. But like, if you didn't, I mean, that's what makes you human. You make mistakes. You don't know any, you're, you're not perfect. You know, I think for 26 year olds, we're doing okay. I think so too. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot to learn in this life. I'm excited to be done with school. Dude, I can't even put myself in your shoes.
2: I'm real excited for it. Mm-hmm.
0: There's something really nice about having, uh, autonomy in life
2: yeah I, I went to my office today yeah and I was just able to leave whenever I wanted
0: yeah it's called it's being like an adult I
2: need to get there at 11 I need to get my stuff done this week yeah and I was there it worked for a while and I was like alright I'm gonna go
0: you know what happens if I call off work fired. I still get paid fuck that's what it's how like how does that
2: happen you can just call off
0: yeah I got sick days I got sick uh-huh. days. I got personal days. I got vacation. Days. They got
2: people that can just. I mean, if they're desperate enough, they got like substitute nurses. They can just like call in and like do something. One
0: hours and they're like, yes, please. Give me hours, Daddy. Give me all the money. Yeah.
3: Makes sense.
0: It's it's super nice. You have an allotted amount of sick time. Sick time is nice, dude. Sick time is a beautiful thing. Personal time, beautiful thing. People vacation vac- time.
2: People need vacations.
0: You know the beauty, and I'm gonna tell anybody listening right now if you've made it this far first off holy shit am i happy to have you here that's amazing thanks for listening that is an honor to us babble. we're just babbling here we've had a few cocktails but what i was saying is um among other things among other things there uh there's this uh what was i saying please help me oh sick time so thanks you yeah, get right <laughs> you get the club you get a certain amount you earn it and what that means is if you call in two hour an hour and a half before your shift and call in sick it's okay you're in no trouble and <laughs> and you still get paid yeah. that time you earn i can get a schedule out Oh, this is what I was going to say. And this is why it's awesome to be a nurse. And if you're a young man or young woman thinking, I don't know what I want to do, but I, I, there's, but I need to make money, but I also have other things that I would like to pursue, nursing is a great field for you. And that's because you will get large chunks of time off on a regular basis. Yeah. And by large chunks, I mean five days in a row off all the time. You just have to clean. You just, no, and even if, no, not if you're a med surge nurse. Oh. If you're a med surge nurse, you never have to clean up poop. If you're on yeah, a high-acuity unit, you're an goods. ICU, or you're a step-down, you got to clean up shit. Listen, bitch, I'll clean up poop. I will clean up poop to get five days off in a row versus, it's pretty sick. Dude, can you imagine, just imagine living your life, the only time you get off is Saturday and Sunday. That's the same time as everybody else. Everybody's trying to do things on Saturday and Sunday. Do you know what it's like having Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday off? It's glorious. Yeah, Nothing's crowded. You can do whatever you want. And you know what? There's no pressure to drink on those days. I
2: feel like I'm on the exact
0: opposite of the spectrum. Okay. Where it's like... Everyday work.
2: It's not even... It's not that necessarily. Sure. Everyday is work but it's just it's so unstructured yeah it's like i have lab work and i have my other my consulting job work and it's just whenever i can do it basically right so it's like there's never an on time and there's never an off time
0: yeah that's that's rough and that's what it's like being married to your work I don't mind it. So, so yeah, I,
2: there's just no. I feel like I have no boundaries.
0: Listen, if if podcasting and comedy were my main sources of income, that's what my life would be. I would live and breathe it. But like, there's no on time. There's no off time. It's just when I do it, <laughs> which would be beautiful. But like this thing about like, dude, I'm telling you, man, having nurses' schedule is amazing. You get to choose your schedule if you're in a if your manager likes you. You can choose what days you work. You work every other weekend, and you can plan vacations and trips around the guaranteed four or five days off in a row. You can take, you don't even have to take vacation time. You can take a personal day as long as you approve. If I, like, all of a sudden get a bug up my ass and want to go to L.A., and I know, I look at my schedule, I'm like, okay, from, you know, September 10th to September 15th, I have off. I'm just going to call in. I'm just going to request a personal day on September 16th. Call in sick on the 17th. I have seven days. I think that's good for humans. It's good. To do that thing. And that's... Yeah.
2: It's almost... I I, I think all people should have that. Yes. Everybody to the janitors and fast food people who if they're working full time 40 hours of their life every week yeah. are going towards a company that's making orders of magnitude more money than they do for yes. every week or every month or every year even that they work. Yeah. I think that they should be allowed that opportunity. You know, I mean not I think everybody should be allowed that personal time to do as they please. I think vacations anywhere are good time away time. Yeah. to just be with oneself to the people that are important to, to Refresh them, yourself. It's good, and I think it's important for workers, yeah. and I think it's generally good for company culture.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, you Which know I what think I, I see think It's a
2: good thing that we should implement into our
0: compensation structure that we have in this company. Yes, in this country traditionally, is a more flexible work schedule. Yeah, if you want to work three twelves for your full time, you should be able to do that. Three twelves and an eight every other week. That means three days one week, four days the other week. No. One's, a, one's an eight-hour shift. That works a hell of a lot better. works a hell of a lot better. Yeah. Because eight hours, your day's done. I mean, if you're working eight hours a day, five days a week, you're, you're dude, you're just tired. Yeah. You're
2: a lot of it comes down to organizations, I guess, you know, like the needs of a fast food plant, or fast food, basically a fast food plant are different from the needs of a factory. Right. Or but a fast like, food restaurant. And,
0: and that's the thing too is staffing. I think... Um,
2: I think Staffing's hard. Th- As with most things, it's complicated.
0: Yeah. I don't know what to say about it I, other than I'm, I'm so... Again, I'm just so grateful for the, the work I've fallen into yeah. with my schedule. And you know, what I did want to say was like, you're talking about it beach be just so good for people is my patience... I can't name a single patient that I've talked to that doesn't have some sort of fu- s- that doesn't have some sort of issue that mm-hmm. isn't their physical needs. Everybody is just has mental issues. Everybody has needs that they can't explain, <coughs> emotional needs that they can't meet. That's and something else that we need
2: to address in this country. I think pretty desperately. We have
0: a. I love the quote. It's uh, we have a mental health disorder disguised as a gun problem yeah. or something along those lines. It's like normal people don't shoot up schools. Yeah, Mentally healthy people don't go on killing sprees. There's that's many sides to this issue. No, in, but, but that's... that's but certainly but that's, a lot of it. No, that that's 100% of it. Yeah, Mentally healthy, sane people do not go on killing sprees. Mentally healthy... We have,
2: we have no way to take care of these people. There's not like a... L- a good way to screen for it.
0: There is. What is it? Genetics. We can tell. You can tell if somebody's fucking unhinged. Yeah. It's easy. You talk to them for five minutes and you get weirded the fuck out. But if they've never been unhinged before, if they're just
2: now becoming unhinged and they go to buy a gun, there's nothing on their background record.
0: No, but the gun isn't the problem. Because even if guns weren't available, they would find a mean to their to the end. I think I think accessibility
2: accessibility is part of it. Uh, A minor component, but I think a lot of it is I think
0: I think guns are an efficient way to kill people, but I also think cars are too. Yeah. If I wanna kill a bunch of people, I'm gonna bust through barricades and drive through people walking across a bridge on Labor Day. There's if I want to kill a bunch of people, I can or or even just hurt them. If I wanna hurt people I can there's a lot of ways to do that by household chemicals. Y- exactly. Do you know how much how much botulism it would ca- take to kill millions of people's people? Jesus. What is it like a bucket? Not even a bucket, a couple grams. How do you do that though? Drop it out of a how plane. Many, how many bacteria is that? Drop it out of a low-flying
2: plane. Could somebody conceivably culture that much bot- botulism? Yes. In like a backyard laboratory?
0: Yes. That's pretty without scary. a doubt, I can make it out of a... That's why you don't buy cans with dents in them. Yeah. Because it'll grow botulism. Yeah, I'm careful about that. Botulism is one of the things that when I learned about in my microbiology class in uh, college, just made my... The whole time my draw was just straight up on the floor. Just botulism is so potent and so dangerous. And they have it in every, you know... S- Every lab that does studies on chemicals in the country and the world, it's everywhere. And how easy and how, how how efficient it would be in wiping out civilizations. You don't need a nuclear bomb. Just release a little botulism. 300,000 people dead immediately. It's hard to control, though. Does it multiply? No, it's just so so toxic that... Micrograms will kill you. Does it survive in air? Yeah. Hmm. Botulism super dangerous. It's pretty scary. Yep. And so that's the thing. There's always a means to an end. If I want to fucking kill a bunch of people, look at the Boston Marathon bombers. Pressure they cookers. F- they just use pressure cookers and chemicals, yep. right? Yep. That's all it takes. I don't need a fucking gun to kill people. You can people. do it with fertilizer. You can do it with fertilizer. I can, I can lock people the doors. People do door. it with knives. I can barricade the doors of a building and set it on fire. Yeah, it's it's. It, there will always be a means to an end. It's not the guns, it's the fucking people. Because yeah. normal people would never even think about doing that. Yeah. That's fucking horrific. Yeah. And and we blame it on the guns, and it becomes the NRA shows up to rally outside of Sandy Hook. Yeah. It's. Retar- Again, we're talking about a lot of retarded stuff today. It's fucking silliness. I don't think it's... (sighs) Blame the guns. I'm not going to blame the
2: guns. It's like there's certainly mental health issues at play. No,
0: not just mental health issues. Every single individual on Earth has something that bothers them in their head. I think some of that is
2: cultural, too. For sure. There's mechanisms that become more prevalent and means of communication that connect people with each other that allow these kind of ideologies to spread that turn people into extremists essentially yeah that and happens. that it's certainly a cultural and a mental issue yeah uh, in some cases i mean they're intertwined they might be independent of each other and like i don't know to what level they're important yeah. by any means um but I think they're both a big part of the issue. Mm-hmm. I think accessibility to those really efficient tools is not a great thing. Yeah. I don't think it's necessarily good for a society. You know, like I, f- I disagree with the idea that a polite society is an armed society. You know, and that's just like a form of totalitarianism. Oh well,
0: yeah, I disagree.
2: It kind of is. You, know, you were talking about censorship earlier.
0: Okay. Which a you're, well-armed you're society is a polite cancel society. Cancel culture. Well, yeah, you're not
2: going But if f- you talk about controlling what is a polite society is an armed society, what does polite mean?
0: Polite means And respectful. what
2: kind of behavior is considered disrespectful that is a shooting offense?
0: Uh, none. Exactly. But the thing is... It's so
2: nebulous, and it's not a great... Violence is not a great way so, to so organize the, a society.
0: I agree. I agree. But the, the, the reason why guns are legal the reason why the second amendment exists is not to protect yourself from home invasion it is but the broad spectrum the main reason why that right exists in this country is to protect yourself from a tyrannical government
2: what are you going to do with an error 15
0: you're going to protect your family against what Against any, against like a predator. Look drone. at no, look no. S- see, and that's a silly argument. I disagree with that. How? It's like Why? if the the if the government wants your guns, they're gonna take them. Yeah, obviously, but you know what? You act, you have the opportunity to protect yourself. Listen. Look so let's.
2: So if you started an. I'm not
0: talking about a civil war, but but the thing the thing is you're talking about a revolution. Exactly. And what if yes. the, what if, if which we, is very we similar a, if to a okay, real but, but stop. If if China or one of these other major powers that is our enemy, that is the enemy of the United States, takes over, would you rather have? A, would you rather that you and your neighbor have guns to defend yourself from the fucking tyrannical force that has taken over this government or would you rather be sitting with your thumb up your ass? I'd rather have a gun, but that's not gonna stop you from getting predator droned. Well th- that's not th- it's not gonna that's not the argument. And, and the thing is is like a well-armed society is a polite society. I kind of agree with that because you're not gonna fuck with somebody unnecessarily you're not gonna commit road rage if you know that homie that you're pissed off at has a Glock in his dash, in his, uh, in his glove box. You're gonna, you're gonna say, you know what, fuck him. That guy's a douchebag and leave it alone. You're not gonna fight Mike Tyson. You know, it's like you're not gonna talk shit. You're not gonna be an asshole to somebody that you know can kick the shit out of you.
2: Yeah, but you can also shoot whoever you want to and they could shoot you. But healthy, sane
0: people don't do that. No. So then why does everybody need to have a gun? So we can defend ourselves from a tyrannical government. But the gun's probably not going to help you from the tyrannical government. It would in Hong Kong.
2: If not, if it turned into them trying to suppress it, like with a military campaign. Yeah,
0: and then it would be a global... If you
2: had to fight against the U.S. military... Let's just put it up no, by a Yeah, but that's – that's, that's,
0: that's, no, and I understand what you're yeah. saying. If, if you have to fight against the military, the United States military, you're going to lose. But in the early stages, the show of force and a show of I have a gun. You can't just come in and take it from me. It is my right to own this is a fundamentally American and a fundamentally unique thing to have in a society. In, in, in Great Britain, if the government wants to do a bunch of shit to take away the rights of their citizens, the citizens can't do shit. In the United States, if they want to start taking away a bunch of our rights, we can show up on the front porch with guns and be like, listen, we're not to be fucked with. Like, there, there is some – I disagree but with what But that can happen- also be na- manipulated into what happened on January 6th. And what happened on January 6th was, was – I have already disavowed it and said that that was a terrible thing. And and the thing is, if you take that ability away, then you run the risk, then you're completely vulnerable and trusting of a government that does not have your best interest in hand. And having guns is... is, Guns aren't a problem. It's crazy fuckers. It's murderers and psychopaths. It's people who
2: are politically extremized, who... yeah,
0: ex- yeah, they've made been ex- into
2: an extremist who sure. want to make things how they are through right. a show of
0: violence. And there's one for every fucking like 10 million. They're very rare. They're insane. I have no issues with someone owning a gun. Me neither. I have no I, issues I with own somebody owning an AR 15. Exactly. What's I the problem? Why? Because that gun holds more clips. Like if you own an AR 15, it's no different than you owning a Glock with eight rounds. Kind so kind of is no it's
2: not it's a larger caliber round with probably n- at a m- higher muzzle velocity sure that's so it kills people more frangible better?
0: your Glock still kills you if you shoot someone in the head the same yeah, way yeah but an you AR can't does. like be
2: sniping someone from a hotel roof yeah but with okay air, with a Glock
0: but what if you need to against what who what if everything the breaks liberals? down what if everything breaks down and we're in a zombie apocalypse minus the zombies
2: I'm probably gonna die anyway Stop What if you have What if I live in the city I'm definitely fucked That's a silly
0: way To think about it It's silly
2: In the zombie apocalypse You know why There's so many zombies
0: Why Because most people Are zombies I said minus the zombies Minus if shit the zombies hits, If shit hits the fan The government's overthrown And it is Mad Max chaos It'd be a lot It'd be real nice To know that you had A gun to protect your You and your family From psychos That are trying to kill And eat your shit It would be it would be. And there's yeah, no... I'm, I don't disagree. The only argument, a fine reason to have the, a weapon. Dude, the only argument to not have an assault rifle is the school shooting, mass shooting argument. And I'm telling you, that's not the gun's fucking problem.
1: It's I not the guns, disagree. it's
0: the people. The motherfuckers are nuts, and they need to be executed. Like, but... I don't think an
2: assault rifle is really going to help you that much against a tyrannical government.
0: It will because when you have masses with them that's when that's when it's an actual that's when it's an actual fight yeah but the, the us military dude the us military f- failed to to even take over north vietnam the us military can't fight guerrilla warfare and if it were the us military versus its citizens it would be guerrilla warfare
2: both of those instances they had outside help Mm-hmm. Which I guess in the in the instance that there was another civil war um, in the United States, someone would probably be sending in anti tank missiles and that sort of thing yeah. to support the guerrillas. So maybe.
0: And and the thing is, it's it's saying I'm like just thinking it's,
2: like nobody has nobody has howitzers, nobody, nobody has airplanes. I agree with that. I agree. If there's no tanks patrolling
0: javelins. the streets, your AR-15 is not going to do shit, pussy. Yeah. I agree with that. Your fucking high uh, high velocity large round 22 is not going to do shit. Which is but you know what it's going to do? It's going to fucking protect you and your family from mysterious looters. And it's going to protect you and your family from somebody trying to break into your house. Yep. And you know what? Sure, a Glock might get the job done. A, a, a small round semi-auto might get it done. But what if there's a fucking band of people trying to attack your house? I'm not saying that's going to happen. But I'd sure as shit rather have a 30 round magazine semi-auto that has laser sights than a fucking pistol. Like like it's just it, it 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 having those available to people is a good thing, because especially now, especially after how weird things have gotten, like it's I think it's important to be armed. I think it's important that you can defend yourself because when somebody points a gun at you and you don't have anything to point back, you are you're done. Yeah, you have but that's to gi- that's like the.
2: Worst case scenario that could be conceived of, but stop. If it's like I get people
0: as my patients that have been shot all the time, every day, gunshots come in. So, there's this guy that I saw at an open mic about four years ago. And he did this thing where he made a string of jokes that was absurd. It just didn't stop. It was six minutes straight of jokes about being a necrophiliac. And six minutes? Six minutes.
2: It's pretty pretty long time to hold on to a joke.
0: Not just I'm telling a story or not just I'm talking, I'm hitting tags about a story prem of this premise. Six minutes of 15 to 30 seconds jokes in the form of quote actually the reason why I'm a necrophiliac is dot dot dot.
2: Is he, that his whole thing?
0: So he did that about four years ago I saw it. And then I did a gig in the area, like the Flint area. He was there and I didn't immediately recognize him. But as soon as he started doing jokes, I was like, oh, yeah, this guy. And he did the same fucking thing he did. It was half half of the time, about like ten to fifteen minutes, was actually the reason why I am a bestial beastie I'm into bestiality is dot dot dot. And the other half was actually w- the reason why I'm a necrophiliac is dot dot dot. This was about two years ago I saw him do that. And then I just went on to his fucking Facebook page. And he had a video where he, that you just saw, where he said, "I got some new jokes. I'm gonna be trying them out, like on like you know, it's whatever date at wherever location." Um, here's a couple, and it was a minute straight of actually the reason why I'm a necrophiliac is. So he's been doing this for six years.
2: How is he coming up with new material? <laughs> <laughs> right? How many jokes could you possibly make in that exact same
0: exact those two veins? That is the exact format that I saw literally four years ago.
2: Is he some breed of hipster that's like cloaked in so many levels of irony that we just possibly no, we cannot possibly conceive of what there's he's talking about?
0: It just can't see. There's another, there's another.
2: Is he, is he just mentally ill?
0: He has to be. There's no other there's no other explanation because they're not funny. How
2: did he do when you saw him?
0: He, he got some laughs. Some and you know laughs? fucking why? Because he was it people. killing it? No, he wasn't killing it. It Were was they, just did like occas- no, it, no, it was just like occasionally just like huh. that was kind of clever or like, wow, this just most of the laughs came from like, wow, he just keeps going. As soon as you think he's done with it, he lets the pause go just long enough and he starts off with actually the reason why I'm a necrophiliac. Is because I like, like I don't even Maybe know. Maybe that's I like, his. No, it's not. You, that, can, you can't make thirty minutes out of that. <laughs> you can't. It's not funny. It's weird, and there's another like that. His name on social media is Goat versus Fish, and Goat versus Fish is one of the strangest enigmas I have ever found on the internet. I found him about two years ago. And I don't even know how to comprehend the severity of the mental illness that is goat versus fish. Goat versus fish, I thought, was what you were saying. A a joke, a hipster Super woke joke, layered in deep levels of irony. Just too,
2: too ironic. Just
0: so meta. <laughs> just so inconceivably meta.
2: Is Where he he's is it just mental illness?
0: It's incredible.
2: What happens?
0: Everything that this guy says is in the language of goat versus fish. What does that mean? It's fucking hilarious. It's, it's, it's. It's, you must not, it's, you have to choose between goat and fish. You cannot be a fence-sitter. No fence-sitters. You must choose goat versus fish. Are you goat or are you fish? Who have you
2: picked? I want goat. I'm a total fence-sitter.
0: Why? I can't decide.
2: Fish are fucking weird. I find. Goats are also weird, but I'll take a fucking goat uh, Excuse me, fish. a
0: goat is a bovine creature that can scale cliff sides it makes zero sense
2: yeah. and a fish is a water vegetable
0: true true
2: goats do interesting things they have creepy
3: rectangular so do fish. Eyes.
2: they're associated with satanism
0: uh, okay and capricorns um but the whole yeah. like i should show you his profile it, it his speak it's all in in emojis of goat fish fences um must not sit upon the fence and, and Does it
2: have a translation? Is there a code? Do it, are there decoder rings?
0: No, it's... N- no. No, there's no decoder rings. I'm telling you that this man is a complete, utter lunatic. So it's like QAnon, but with... No, take a look. Take a offenses. look at goat versus fish. I've been watching that for years, and it doesn't change. He's always who in who full uh, character. Are to the
2: room. I'm looking at Instagram right now. Yeah,
0: he is always goat versus fish.
2: Always, which one is he? Is he the one with the Let the me see. Beard? Show me the picture. The goatee.
0: This one. The guy, the guy, the, cha- the guy in the guy in chainmail is goat versus goat fish. Goat versus fish. Yes, the, the guy, guy with chainmail. It's kind of funny because he's like a normal kind of like he's a good looking dude.
2: <laughs> does he play music?
0: Uh, he does everything. He does stand up comedy, and his whole bit is always goat versus fish.
2: How does that happen? What do you do?
0: He is. I. I can't. Have you seen him? No. I've never seen him in person, but this profile, I, dude, I've, I've literally, he has a podcast, the goat versus fish podcast that like I've seen, you know, up and coming comedians on nobody that's like on big podcasts or big, like done like specials or anything, but like he, he hangs around comedy clubs and does goat versus fish comedy and he's always wearing his crown and giving people beanie babies of goats and fish and telling them to choose. And, and I thought it was, like, a super meta joke at first. And I thought, like, this is hilarious. This is genius. But then it just kept going. And it kept going to a point where I'm truly, truly impressed that he has the energy to keep this psychotic rampage going.
2: I am also impressed. Do here's, you see Here's that? my opinion on it. Okay. Uh, I don't have the
0: attention span for it. It's insane. This is
2: not something I need to know existed.
0: It's insane. How does he do it? I don't know. It it seems like it takes so much energy. Goat versus fish. Read one of his posts. Just read the like his his caption for it.
2: Oh, I I I read one. No, of read them. it
0: out loud for the podcast. Oh, Just choose oh, one of these ones.
2: Goat versus fish meets Gallagher. At the plus one high score club. This goat has made excellent artistic renderings for goat versus fish and has a friendsome variety in its Twitch streamer versus exclamation point. If you can look what the fuck is happening to me right versus, now.
0: Versus, there's always versus going on. I
2: think Instagram is like MSG and it's destroying no, my that, neural connections. Take this,
0: this away from me. This what <laughs>
2: He's insane!
0: Oh, I he's aged. I haven't I have seen no him in a while, of this. dude. And then he I'll looks like, like yeah,
2: he, Lucky
0: It's like, then he gets like a great little artist doodle. Yeah, I don't. Where does the money come from? From all of his comedy performances, presumably. He can't be making more than like fifteen dollars. Oh, you, we have to hear it. Hey, Is your uncle here? And
2: I'm. Uh, we're gonna decide this once and for all. Wait. Uncle. wait.
3: Fish,
0: That's not gold versus
2: Goat versus verse on nephew Uncle Joe show on the Uncle Joe show on Twitch. <laughs> Tune
0: into the verses. It's like at when is the verses? That was just him. A bit a, a
1: Pacific, boys.
2: This is him too. No, this is him.
0: It doesn't make sense. Just, just the. It's like this giant. Like it, it feels like this man. You see him. Yes, it feels K- like. Mail? It feels like he w- he does these. It just feels like it's it's like performance art in the purest form. <laughs> it is. It feels. It feels like, like it's his an inside life is joke. One hundred percent. His it, life
2: is an inside joke. Dude, that seems like it's an inaccessible way to be a comedian.
0: It sounds horrific.
2: Like is your entire livelihood based around? A small cult of people that understand the joke that you are... Yes. ...putting out there?
0: 100%. He has some guy on a stage wearing a Goat versus Fish t-shirt.
2: I really don't understand what's happening in this. It... it I don't
0: get it. I Am don't I either.
2: Old? Am I too old? No. Am I too set on my ways?
0: No, you're not. It It doesn't make sense to me either. Like, here he is. It's. It's like chaos. It's like he's just... He's just breeding chaos. It's it's very strange. The goat versus fish chaos is
2: part of nature.
0: I the really want to talk to him. It doesn't make sense. Goat versus fish freaks me the fuck no, out. It doesn't. It's like the weather. It's an unstoppable force that you can't account for.
2: No one can predict it. No one can stop it. No one can predict it. I can, can account
0: it. for the weather. I know what's happening. I can you account for it. Yeah, I can write it down. See up. what happens. It's
2: chaos theory, baby.
0: Dude, you know what I would kill for? What's that? Chinese food. I had some Chinese food the other night. How was it? It was really good. You found a good Chinese place down in Detroit? I
2: found one that
0: I like. Really? Yeah. What do it's you get uh, there?
2: I got some general chicken, which I think it's supposed general to be. Sous. General I think it's supposed to be that, but it's called General's Chicken. General's Chicken. Uh, but it's pretty good. Comes with fried rice. It's like a dinner combo.
0: Is there like a glaze on it? The thing I like about my Chinese restaurant is the. uh, I get their sweet and sour chicken, Mm -hmm. and the sweet and sour is on the side. So you dip it in there, and they don't like. So you get these, like, you get like the ultimate chicken nugget. I kind of like it being glazed. You can glaze it if you want it, but to have just plain, super crispy, crunchy chicken. (laughs)
2: the best. I've, I've had your Chinese place before and I, I also enjoy it. The chicken is they good. have there is fantastic. It's stupid. I really like their like honey ginger chicken. Ugh. Whatever that was. I could just gorge myself on it until yeah. I died.
0: I, um, what's your favorite like ethnic food? Chinese food is
2: not like the one that we're familiar with. It's American, basically. Okay. It's like not really.
0: How do you feel about like Mexican food? That's my favorite.
2: Mexican food's really good. Yeah. Uh, I think there's definitely still distinctions between, like, American-Mexican food and, like, Mexican food. But I like all of it. Yeah. And it's, like, tortillas and beans and rice and spicy meats that are delicious. So I will eat them in basically any form. Um, mm, It's a tough question. because There's a lot of them that are really good. I think pho is magical.
0: I've still never had it.
2: Next time you're, like, hungover or sick... Get pho. tomorrow. Yeah.
0: Where do I get it from? Around here. I know there's a place in the farmers market in Flint. Yeah. I'm thinking about uh, I'm thinking about Thai food tomorrow, maybe. Oh. Thai food's good too. Spring rolls are fucking like Thai
2: food. Have you ever eat Ethiopian food?
0: No, it's really good. No. Ah <laughs> oh, shit, I missed the joke. You ever eat ethi- There's a joke. You want to do it? Okay. So you ask somebody, "Have you ever eaten Ethiopian food?" They say no, and you'd be like, "Neither of they." <laughs>
2: That's rough It's
0: hilarious
2: Ethiopia is kind of a cool country You ever heard of Ethiopian jazz? No Sick
0: Just li- listen to it Dude we're gonna listen One of the albums that uh, you bought After this podcast We're gonna, we're gonna smoke These it. ones are all we're classic gonna. rock I love it. Perfect. I love that's my favorite genre. The first
2: ELO album.
0: Ooh, ooh, ooh! Somebody was uh, somebody at work was telling me that they were teaching their kid about ELO, and I was like, "That's fucking rad, tastic, man!" Yeah. They said that their kid's obsessed with uh, Mister Blue Sky.
2: (laughs) ELO's really cool.
0: ELO's got some jams.
2: Uh, I got their first studio album. Came out in like '71, I think. I yeah. just got that today. I got uh, Jefferson Airplane, Surrealistic Pillow.
0: Is it good? I
2: don't know which print it is. Yeah, it's really cool. You know, it's got uh, White Rabbit on it.
3: That song ba-dum,
2: is yeah. on that one. Uh, there's also a lot of other songs that sure. they're kind of like bluesy cool. It's neat. I've never, I listened to a few of the songs off of it and I was yeah. very surprised by it. So I bought it because it was
0: $4. I mean, why not? I don't know
2: if it's like a first print or not. I need to look into it a little bit.
0: That sounds kind of cool. Yeah. I um I, don't um, I, 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 I generally bought. don't like that. So like it gets labeled psychedelic rock, but it's just like what it is. is like uh like hippie shit from the 70s. It's like too far for me. It's just like, you know, bongos and shit. I like the I like the Pink Floyd psychedelic rock. To me, that's what
1: psychedelic rock this is. This is
2: like the precursor to Pink Floyd. Yeah. Like Pink it Floyd wasn't. is kind of, I think it is. Pink Floyd is, I think, post-dates it. So hmm? I don't know if they were directly influenced by it, but it seems like it's kind of a logical progression of that sound. It's a lot of the same elements. It's just taken in the more radical direction.
1: So
0: Pink Floyd's debut album, um, The Piper at the Gates of Dawn, Uh (laughs) was released in 1967. When did Surrealistic Pillow come out?
2: Let's see if I'm full of shit. It could be contemporaneous. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Surrealistic Pillow was released by the American rock band, Jefferson Airplane, by RCA in 1967. Damn. The same year. Yep. So they kind of progressed alongside each other. Exactly. And if you were going to tell me that Pink Floyd was I mean, they might have been because they were peers, but I was gonna say they were influenced directly necessarily, no. but they are Pink Floyd related is related. I thing. think you have. It a, certainly a, is. In my eyes, you have the three rock bands that influenced the world in the world of music in the uh, the biggest way. They're all tied for the best rock band that's ever been at number one. You have these three are tied at number one for me. It's Led Zeppelin, The Beatles, and Pink Floyd. There, are, there is no argument for anybody else holding number one other than those three. If you can make the argument for any one of those three to be the, the greatest rock band of all time, and you're all correct. Anybody that's saying any any other band being better, being the number one is incorrect, in my opinion. Name a band better from that era. You can't. They were all completely unique. They were all beyond influential for their time they all had lyrics that spoke to something greater than themselves and they all hold up over over the last you know 60 50 60 years you can't name a band the doors is close but I'm partial I love the doors but they're not they're not even close
2: there's a lot of really
0: rolling stones yeah. rolling stones can fucking suck a dick their lyrics they mean nothing
2: I, I don't really get the Rolling Stones. Me neither. I don't really get they them. They were cool is I, what they were. They
0: were cool. They were cool. Are,
2: are they, they're not anymore. They're
0: not anymore. You know who's still cool? Led Zeppelin. You know who's co- still cool? The Beatles and Pink Floyd. Yeah. All of them still cool. Th- those are number one. Number one best rock and roll band of all time. Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin, the Beatles. It's, there's no, there's no, dude. And fuck me. I only say the Beatles because I respect them. <laughs> Beatles
2: are fascinating.
0: They're in the they yeah why?
2: Um, because they're like the they're a really good example of subtlety in music. Mm. I think like they're really talented songwriters. Mm -hmm. Uh, You listen to it and it's like it's pretty simple. Mm -hmm. You listen to the guitar, you listen to Ringo Starr, and it's like no one's doing anything really complicated. But you listen to the composition as a whole, and it's. I have a hard time conceiving of arranging something like that. Right. Or it's like if someone, if I was looking at it from the perspective that I normally am when I'm playing drums, mm-hmm. and it's like I'm listening to, if I'm not playing something myself, mm-hmm. which is, you know, a whole different thing, you know, I can do whatever I want, someone else can just build on top of it. Mm-hmm. If I'm listening to a group playing, yeah, so almost like mm-hmm. if I'm listening to the Beatles without Ringo, if I was in his seat, I probably would not even think of doing the stuff that he did. Yeah, is The stuff that, that he did is nearly perfect. With it, it is perfect with Dude, what and they And came what up you're with.
0: saying connects to me with all of those bands. Mm-hmm. Led Zeppelin's the same way. Pink Floyd's the same way. Just can't even. Th- the drums. If you want to listen to drums that you can't even conceive of playing, listen to Pink Floyd. You just, you just, you'd never think of it. You would. It would just never come out of you. It's so. Perfect that you don't even know they're fucking there. Yeah. But when you listen to him, you're like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. I've been listening to Pink Floyd's. I don't, I, and I feel like an idiot for not knowing, uh, for not knowing his name. But, but like, I don't know, I I know <laughs> David Gilmore and Sil- Sid Barrett. That's who I know. Yeah, Pink Floyd. Same. And and like, the drums are like, how do you do that? It's insane. And then with, I mean. With Led Zeppelin, like, in, if we're talking drums, because you and I are drummers, I'm a fucking drummer. That's so yeah. weird, and I have you to thank for that. Bizarre. Gosh. I wouldn't have ever played drums if it weren't for you. You got drummer you. energy. I, I'm a fucking yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. You got the th-
2: same kind of feet tappy, hand bangy kind of energy. It's yeah. not. It's not my fault.
0: It's not it my d- fault. What we well, fucking b- Well, but uh, but I would have, dude. Do you, how long? How many? How many more <laughs> years would I went without finding my instrument if it weren't for you. um. If it weren't for you, I would have probably gone my whole life without knowing that I was, at at my core, like I'm a drummer. It's bizarre. It's a weird thing to think about. But anyways, John Bonham. He's nuts. There's nobody that can play drums like him.
2: I I really like Fool in the Rain. (laughs)
0: Oh, my God.
2: Halftime Shuffle, baby. I (laughs) love halftime shuffles. Time shuffles fucking just, oh, they just do it for me.
0: Dude, you know the thing, like, learning how, and I'm looking at, in, in, like, I am so deeply in love with my drum kit.
2: Your drum kit's sick.
0: Thank you. <laughs> I don't even know how to, like, I'm looking at it right now, and if, if I were to see this drum kit at, like, a bar gig, or a concert, or in, you know, a store, I would look at it like that's the most that's the most beautiful drum kit I've ever seen, and I'm looking at it in my living room right now yeah it's cool and i still i just can't i look at it every day and i just it 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 feels like I almost feel nauseous <laughs> like i don't i really i truly i do not know how to ex- just explain the feeling. Do you know the first time I played that drum kit, like played it? I went over to JR's, and it was just him and I, and the f- we played. We probably did like a twenty-minute jam, just him and I, and and I had this this feeling that I will never be able to describe. Like for ten minutes of this jam, I, I, I'm getting chills. I'm getting I'm getting goosebumps all over my arms. This this feeling that made me want to throw up. Like it felt like I I. I knew that I had heard the sound that I was making my entire life. Like, it, it was, I, I know I'm, I'm a little drunk, but like.
2: You're expressing but, yourself.
0: Not just expressing myself. I was making a sound that I have heard before, but simultaneously never heard before. The chokiness, the, the, the sounds that the drums were making were, it, it was like, oh my God, I found you. Like I found this thing, like this is a check, oh my god i'm getting I'm getting goosebumps like crazy like this this thing i've I don't know if we live over and over again, but it was like a checkpoint. it was like you found this thing and you've <laughs> you've heard this in a dream, you've heard this somewhere and and now it's like become part of you, and I look at that drum set like it's just like it just doesn't it freaks me the fuck out <laughs>
2: i I really like it because it's one of the few things that I do that makes me feel like I'm flying.
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: Wow. Tell me.
2: I think that's like my my flow state experience. Yeah. is when I feel like I'm just like soaring.
0: I've had that and it doesn't happen every time, but when it does it's like it's it's yeah. It's there's nothing like it.
2: I it's oh man, just yeah, playing along with anything i would just like headphones in mm-hmm. or playing to the group of people like when i was in i loved the feeling of playing like punk music pop punk music even. yeah you know like when i w- played that one the one show that i've played aside yeah. from the festivals i guess
0: yeah when you um, were at i remember it in pontiac yeah that shit was fucking dope
2: yeah it was a uh, that playing that music with the that group of guys it was rad
0: I can't
2: it's it's a whole different thing I I love that kind of I love the drums and that kind of music yeah I think that those drummers are kind of underrated mm. and there's this one band that I really there's two bands I really like actually that are like kind of pop punky kind of bands and uh-huh. uh, they're it's Somos and Reviver but it's spelled R V R V R I think something like that I don't remember um but the drums are just crazy. Like yeah. the, they give the whole song energy. Yeah. The drums I think are like the forefront of all of that. It's the front person, it's the rhythm, it's the lead guitar, because all the other guitars, it's cool, it's atmospheric, but it's yeah. just like a random chaotic energy. And I just am fascinated by the sound of it mm. and how they do that sonically. And then, they throw in some fucking alto stacks every now and then. Ooh, and it just get fucking... the fuck out of here. Oh, it just yeah. rips. But I love playing that kind of music. And I love Very playing cool. any kind of music where I can fit into it and I can feel like I'm in the pocket. Yeah. And I get into a flow state and I feel like I'm flying. I, uh... And d- drums d- makes d- me do
0: Feeling that. like you're flying is the most accurate description for that pocket, that flow space. Yeah. I've, uh... I've experienced that a couple times. And... And, you know, the the general, like, vibe of the music I'm playing when I'm doing that is funk. Like, that's my favorite, dude, my favorite music to play along to. I love, like, I've I've been getting better, and I really like classic rock. But funk, bro, I can just be funky. And it's, like, open and free. And it's just, like, the bass, you only use the bass at that right moment, you know? It's just, like... You can like be gentle on it, gentle, and then pop it. You yeah. know, and there's this like, it just feels like you're free to twiddle your sticks. Yeah. You know, I, I love agree. playing funk. That's every
2: every genre has its own, every kind of style that you play has yeah. its own energy to it, has its own. Oh, vibe. for sure. And that's funk the thing, music is something you really feel. I guess I don't know if that makes
0: it does for me. I know exactly. It's it
2: silly. About. It's really got a good. You've got to be dancing. It's got a while physicality playing, to it.
0: Yeah, you're dancing. Yeah. You're, y- it, it feels like a dance. Yeah. And then you have uh, like um, like uh, Santana soul sacrifice like that. Just like that's a different that's not dancing, that's letting your heartbeat play through a drum set that's like... boom bum boom ba dum bum boom ba dum bum 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 and it just like it builds and builds and builds and it's this constant build that is that occasionally, like, just throws in a little extra flare of Boom, 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 boom,
2: And it, there's I like, d- this I love, percussion and rhythm. Oh
0: well, percussion's the original instrument. Exactly. I was it's just, it's I was just n- thinking that it's, it's the like root, it's primal. It is.
2: And which is, it, yeah, it's it's the root. You know, it's the easiest sound to make. It's part of musical tradition. Yeah. Percussion is just. It's the bottom of it. It's the bottom of music.
0: It is. Which it is, what is it's what I like about it. So much. Everything it.
2: else is just bells and whistles and yeah. percussion is what.
0: Listen, like I can't, like m- when especially when you're playing a kit, you have, you know, I'm looking at my drums. I have four drums, and you know, you hit them all the same. They're all gonna make the thum thump 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 like the same noise. It's all about how you touch the drum, yeah. touch the cymbal to, make the, to change the vibe, to change the yeah. feel. Yeah. Guitars, there's hundreds of notes. There's every single string and every single spot sounds different. And there's, all, there's, oh, there's thousands of different combinations and pockets and the formations that you can make in drums. It's like you have, <laughs> you have four sounds. It's your job to make them fit. You know, it's weird. I don't understand it.
2: I don't either. I think it's strings are a lot more nuanced, certainly. Sure. Um, I'll tell you what. If I was if I was going to learn another instrument, sure. Or if I were to pick another one over drums, yeah, it would be probably alto sax.
0: Oh, well, you learn that while I trombo. learned piano. Maybe lit. I, I really, mine would be piano. I, I love horns. Dude, a horn section does so much for music. Yeah, I agree. It's like this. It should be
2: everywhere. Everybody should have some horns.
0: You know what? When we went and saw Sturgill Simpson, I think a few things went wrong. We went and saw, for anybody still listening, holy shit. Um, we went and saw, and we're only at three hours. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Two hours and 50 minutes. Oh, my. God, that's Are we not including the introduction, intro, but um, not including our intro who cares, though. man, we're talking, this is good, but like, so anyway, we went and saw Sturgill Simpson at the Fox Theater in Detroit, the Fox is insane, if you've never been there, it's one of the most beautiful theaters you could ever imagine, absolutely gorgeous, and we sat pretty far back, that was the mistake number one, the crowd up about... Where we were was fucking lame. Nobody was dancing. Yeah. It was no lame. Brass. There was no brass. It was su- brass. And, and then that was the biggest disappointment was there was just no brass. I really wanted a horn section. Yeah. If 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 Sturgel had some horns with him, that would have made my, my fucking life
2: better. Horns make things just next level. Yes, sir. I like hearing I I really enjoy the cla- the modern ensemble. You know, we've gone from, I mean, l- when music became, like, high art, I guess, if we're going to talk about it like that, like, classical music. Yeah. Orchestras. Yeah. Oh. There's obviously music a lot before that, but this is, like.
0: Since I was a kid, I've loved orchestra music. Orchestra music's fantastic. I still love it.
2: And I love hearing all of that incorporated and continued and brought forward into modern music, which yes. is, like, the guitar, yes. bass, drums,
0: yes. ensemble. Dude, Sturgill Simpson's uh, Call to Arms, yeah. when it breaks into that horn, like the horn ensemble, it's like, lit- if you listen to the lyrics, there ain't a goddamn conservative, there ain't a goddamn libertarian on the face of this great nation that would not love the message that song is sending. We're sending sending our kids to Afghanistan. We're sending our kids to Iraq, to Iran. And where's the money going? Straight to the pockets of these fucking dirty politicians. Like, what's the point of it all? We need to stand up as a country. We need to come together. And then it busts into a horn ensemble of that. uh, That SNL
2: performance of his is still like one of my... it's got to be one of my favorite live yes concerts that I've ever seen.
0: Absolutely. It's so good. I remember yeah. the day I found that I was in, I was wearing these headphones. I think you showed it to me. Yeah, I know I did. I was in wearing these headphones, studying at the library of the school I went uh, my nursing school and I I, 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 I was taking a break and I saw it on YouTube. It was recommended and I, I watched it and just I had to watch it again. And the s- the volume was cranked. And I was like, I've never, I've never seen people rock like that. Yeah, they rock. It's red as hell. And, and they, I'm I'm convinced they were doing that at the show we were at. We were just too back, too far back to uh to really truly appreciate. They were rocking. They were rocking hard. You know, they're
2: professionals. That's what they do. They're there to rock and roll.
0: You know, I heard him at uh his band on a podcast, and they were saying. um, They're like, you know, the most exciting part of this album that we put out, you know, with Sound and Fury, is like, we don't know what it's going to become. They're saying, every show we do, things change. Every time we jam together, every time we do a show, it turns into a jam. And the songs change. And that is just, in my eyes, that's what it's all about.
2: I think that's a really cool thing to do with live music. Yeah. Um, People have different approaches to that. You know, some people rehearse. You know, you got note for notes that you gotta play we're gonna hit those notes we're gonna play these songs and we're gonna go out and that's it Yeah. and then some people take that approach to it too where it's like everything is different you change well we're gonna we're gonna night. hit
0: the notes but we're gonna I have to it's like when I'm drunk on YouTube there's one Sturgill Simpson and band performance that I just is a requirement for me that I have to watch where it's a it's a cell phone video that like flips between being horizontal and vertical like three <laughs> times but it's focused on Sergio and you can see that you can see him flying. You yeah. can you can see it happening to him and see the flow state? Yep. And when and when that happens in a concert, that happened in the Black Keys concert we went to, mm-hmm. when that happens, oh the crowd is part of it. That's yeah. part of a good show yeah. is the crowd is part of it. You know
2: Live performance is a magical thing.
0: I can only imagine that when you're a performa- performer in front of a large group of humans, um, I can only, I can, I can really only imagine that it, a, it, 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 helps bring on the flow state. Yeah. Because it's
2: like stage stage health. Okay. You know, it's like if there's having a group of people around, that, you know, they're there. They want to yeah. have a great time. They're rooting for you. That is, it's home field advantage, baby. When you go out on stage, you're ready to jam. Yeah, they're there and they want to hear you jam. You know, it helps you get into that stage. And that's, that's the way.
0: hardest thing about playing. Sometimes <laughs> the hardest playing part about playing with just like us in the barn is like uh, getting out of your own head. Yeah. Sometimes you get in your own head. You miss a step, and you think about it for like thirty seconds afterwards, and then you realize, like, oh shit, I don't even know what these guys are doing right now. At least that's me. It's, 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 and when you're like, I, my, I have a recording, I have a recording where, um, one of our friends was on the microphone and he was like, like, I was playing drums and it was probably a year into it. I wasn't great at that point in time. I'm still not great, but like, like this, one of our friends who was on the mic was saying, we need a drummer up in here. Bobby, Bobby, get to the, get, we need Bobby. Cause, for whatever for whatever reason I wasn't I wasn't crushing and uh, but what I heard when we were playing was was I heard him hyping me I heard him saying we got a drummer up in here and after (laughs) Josh and JR had both like done solos it was like oh he's calling for me to do like my own little solo so as he like was actually calling for you to come over to the drums I went on my own like it like made me feel good because I misheard him and hyped me up and like i did my own little like (laughs) like solo type thing and fell right back into the beat like as good as i've ever had ever done it and i and in the recording you hear him go like oh shit travis got really good at drums and it was like (laughs) to me it was like such a validating moment because like in it i had no idea that he was telling trying to get you to play drums and in the recording, I heard yeah. what he was actually saying. I was like, oh, he was dissing the fuck you out get, of me. Yeah, got the support. But it, but it felt like support. Yep. And it, it empowered me. Exactly. It felt so good. Stay yeah. Child, baby. Yeah, exactly. Do you remember the guy we saw in Austin playing drums? The happy motherfucker? Yes. I will never forget him.
2: Goofiest bastard on the planet. Dude, he was... He's making the weirdest, funniest faces I've seen in an adult human male. I've never
0: seen a human male look so happy. (laughs) Like, so goofy.
2: To me, the best noise that I can make to, like, associate with the faces he was making is like, just, just like, crossing his eyes, like, (laughs) Ah, he was weird. Dude, but he was having yeah. a great time. He Such was a doing good time. Really good.
0: And you could feel it, and he yeah. was never off, and it was just spot the fuck on. Yep. It was fantastic. He was just making funny faces, which you, you do know? sometimes. And the crowd was so into it. I, I just wish, I just want so bad sometime in my life to play drums for a crowd like that. It's fantastic. Oh, God. It sounds fucking irrecommended. Awesome. Yeah. Nice. Ah. <sighs> Goodness gracious. Yeah, any other questions
2: written down in that notebook? Um,
0: you want to see? You want to find sure. out together?
2: Sure. What else we got?
0: So it's uh, ocean, space. I have uh, written down um, what is sleep because you asked me that <laughs> earlier. <laughs> I was like, that's a podcast question. <laughs> do you have an answer What is sleep? I don't know what sleep is. Sleep is weird. Why do I we want need it? it. Oh, yeah, why do we need it? Because we get sleepy. What happens? You go to sleep. You go to sleep. Every day you lay down, close your eyes, and, event- and you get pissed off if you can't fall asleep. Yeah. But you when go, you, you do. You go insane and you die if you, you can't sleep long it's enough. It's so bizarre when you think about it. Like you, literally, like, you close your eyes and eventually like you fall into a trance where you are no longer conscious. Then you have funny head movies play. Occasionally. Sometimes, sometimes you don't. they're scary. Sometimes they're scary. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes they make you calm. <laughs>
2: <laughs> What's up with that?
0: Uh, have you ever had a wet dream?
2: Uh, I've had I had a lucid dream once.
0: Oh, tell me about that. I, I every now and then I get lucid dreams.
2: I I just had it the once. What happened? Um, it started off as a work dream. Yeah. When I was working at the movie theater, hmm. we'd have these days at the movie theater where it was like, what, was it, what, what really call it. it was, what were It was Dork Federal Day, because they would have this event where they gave. A f- like a movie pass to all of their members the mm-hmm. federal credit union and I've never seen that many humans faces like in any day in my entire life right it was like a 12 hour day of work
0: Bomb. Um, it's just constant and yeah. it was
2: just face 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 thousands of people yeah I probably helped hundreds of people hundreds of groups of people myself yeah. and then there's like 15 of us manning these counters and it was just you ever been to NCG? Yeah. Out of that place? Yeah. That whole lobby, it was full to capacity all day long, every day. Wow. Like a human tide just swarming in, overwhelming. So I'd have these dreams about just being at my till, mm-hmm. just pushing buttons. I'd like get home and I'd lay in bed and I'd be smelling like popcorn and I'd just lay down and be like, I just want to go to sleep. And then I'd go to sleep and then I'd be in my dreams and I'd be at my little till at my counter in my polo, tucked wow. into my khakis, and it'd be like, Honey, what do you want to see tonight? You want to see Frozen? Sure, let me show you my one millionth ticket to Frozen because it was there for f- fucking five years at felt like.
0: Great movie, though. Yeah, I, it would drove me insane. It's undeniably a good movie. Yeah, it was. Undeniable. Right. You can't say Frozen's not a good movie. It it's a good movie. It's all right, I guess. It's got a great beginning, middle, and climax. Anyway. Drove me but insane, yeah. and I had So it was a lucid
2: dream, though. Yeah, it the was th- me sitting at my counter because.
0: Hold on, d- but like the thing about a lucid dream is that you're conscious and you manipulate it.
2: Yeah, but this is how I became aware of it. Okay. This guy, I had I was dreaming, and this guy came up to my till and he was wearing like a, a tiger's jersey, I think, and had a backwards hat like, what can I do for you? And he just put his hands like both hands on the counter, leaned in really close right into my face and was just like <laughs> started talking gibberish. Whoa. And I was like what the fuck's going on? I was like, am I dreaming? Yeah. Oh shit, I'm dreaming. I could just fly away from all this right now. And then I just flew out of the ceiling.
0: How come that is, dude, I've had probably like five lucid dreams in my life. Every single time my first instinct to like determine if it's a lucid <laughs> dream is to go flying. And I do it every time. Humans just want to fly.
2: I think it's like some, it's Inst- like some Peter Pan shit. Almost, it's an you know? instinct thing. It's like man. flying indicates that it's you're boundless and you're free and you yeah. can do whatever you want. So yeah. it's like if I really was in a lucid dream, I could do whatever I chose. What would be the most improbable thing that I, as a human, could What'd possibly be the most ever do? Most fly. Wee!
0: That seems like the most fun thing. Yeah. I want to just go fly. Yeah,
2: Whee! it's just some, yeah, fairy. Peter Pan. I want to f- be wistful. It's like we're around stuck around to bullshit. the ground.
0: I want to go flying through yeah. the air. And and honestly, if you if somebody like were to grant you wishes, like how many people would choose to like if somebody's like I'll grant you five wishes? How many people is going to be like one of those five wishes is going to be to fly? Once they have this as much money as the world, as much I have all the money in the world, I have a supermodel wife who I'm madly in love with. And I am the starting pitcher for the fucking Detroit Tigers. Like, what else am I going to choose? Okay, I have all the money in the world. I can buy anything that I want. I never have to worry about anything. My kids are fine. Uh, I want to fly. That's just just the next logical decision. I have an awesome job. My wife's super hot. And I have more money than I could ever do anything with. I could buy 100 yachts a year and never run out. I want to go flying.
2: It's an awful investment. Yachts? yachts? Yachts are stupid. It doesn't matter about yachts investment, Bobby.
0: I have all the money in the world. It's dumb. No, they're kind of cool. They're stupid. Pretty pretty cool to float around the ocean in beautiful sunshine, smelling fresh air with a h- bunch of hot models. It'd be pretty neat. You guys have great food because you, you hired a chef that is supposed to be working at a five-star Michelin restaurant and you're surrounded by people who love you and you're having a party on a boat on a beautiful Saturday on the off the off the coast of of Monte Carlo. Shut the fuck up. That's gonna be great.
2: I feel like this is if we trace things back to like the flow chart of humanity. Sure. And the first step of the flow chart is Are you an asshole? <laughs> <laughs> the answer is yes. The next step of the flow chart is buy a yacht.
0: Yeah, no. Anything else? But like, okay, so if you have uh, so much money that you can like donate to every poor pur- poor human in the world is thriving and you have enough money to have a yacht or two or three, like why wouldn't you? They're eco, they're they're electric electric yachts with pool tables a lot and of them are diesel massage diesel powered rooms and like, you know, bowling alleys and Dartboards and it's just a great place. They're it's a great time to hang out. Floating furnaces yeah, that but you shovel
2: money into. Yeah. And you never ever get it back. Okay, yeah, but you have it's, so it's much a sink.
0: So so it's l- so in this scenario, it's literally impossible to run out of money. And you won't even come close. You'll never have more than you'll never have less than a billion dollars. exactly
2: it's just So, so who
0: gives a fuck? Why why do I care about how much money am I wasting when it literally will never run out? Doesn't it seem fun? Don't you like nice things?
2: I don't really it, want a yacht.
0: It's excessive, for sure, but you'll never exactly. run out of money, so who cares?
2: My point is it's unnecessary.
0: Of course. Everything's unnecessary. All I need is food, water, and shelter in our survive, but I choose to have a king-size bed and it's, a drum set.
2: It's a poor <laughs> man's, it's a rich man's pickup truck with a lift kit.
0: Yeah, and you know why pickup tr- trucks with a lift kit are desirable? Because men and is no
2: penises to make them feel better.
0: No. I have a, I have a nice-sized dick, and I would definitely like to have a pickup truck with a lift kit.
2: I don't believe you, then. What
0: are you talking about?
2: You must have a tiny penis. No,
0: they're fun to drive. They're great in the snow. You don't have to worry about... It f- won't you don't make have your dick bigger. It doesn't make your dick bigger. No, it doesn't. Correct. But like neither does neither does having a nice house. But why do you want one? Why do you want to have? Everybody wants nice things. I feel like I feel like you're just like thinking that it's negative to have like extravagant stuff. And I agree to a point, especially if there's if you're like harming people to get that money. But if everybody's well off, everybody's fed, comfortable, and you have enough money to buy yourself a beautiful yacht with a bowling alley on it. And have fun in the Caribbean on your yacht? Why not? If if you have enough it goes the same, like you don't need a condo.
2: Yeah, you don't need these things no. and I guess that's just it. You know, it's like No. Yeah, but it's nice. It's un it's just unnecessary. Yeah, so you know it's is having classes. classes. I feel like you could just have
0: you don't need to have perfect vision. My glasses
2: that already got. Huh? My glasses are not the same thing as I got.
0: No, it's not. But if you're gonna take the stand, if your argument is gonna be, it's unnecessary. Well, most so things what are What a show of opulence! What a show of opulence! This podcast is to people who can't afford the microphones. I guess <laughs> you can s- you can t- take it down to everything. If everybody's well off, if there's so much money in your bank account that you want to burn it on employing some good hard working people on a yacht, give them $40 an hour and have them make you my ties and salmon cakes. (laughs) I think it's nice. It sounds nice. It's just,
2: it's ridiculous. I don't
0: need it. I don't, I'm never going to have that. Who,
2: who has, who wants to make someone else work for them? Nobody.
0: But like if, if somebody's like, if somebody's like says, Hey, Hey Trav, if you give me, if, okay, first off, I'm extremely wealthy in this scenario. They say, Trav, you give me 60 bucks an hour, I'll make you drinks whenever you want and cook delicious food for you. i would be like, I'll give you 70. Let's do this. Like, make me delicious meals and, <laughs> and drinks. Occasionally, I make it for myself. We'll become friends. I'll hang out with you. Like, It's, it's a transaction. It's nice. Sounds like a nice thing to have a yacht, you know, with a with a private chef. I think it'd be kind of uh, cool experience. I guess. Is that it, are you, Yeah, I mean I, I'm not saying that's something I desire. It's not I'm not saying if I had like 100 million dollars I'd spend 30 of them on a yacht. I'm just like, I I'm
2: just like, why do you It's not what I would spend money on.
0: No, me neither, but it was just Which an is example maybe why
2: I get so upset about it. It's cuz yeah. like, I just I wouldn't be spending it on ridiculous honestly I would probably be like fucking pillaging countries for their artifacts, <laughs> you're and like I, I would like, be
0: murdering innocent families. No, <laughs> that's not what I
2: mean. <laughs> Pillaging like, countries? What the fuck does that entail? I'd be hunting like artifacts. I'd be doing some like Indiana Jones. Shit. Yeah, you'd probably if be stealing. A, you'd be stealing was, like, from a,
0: museums, is what you'd be doing. You piece of shit. You're like you're a bad person for wanting to relax in the sunshine <laughs> on the ocean. I'll be p- using my un- endless money to take over the fucking world government. Yeah, one
2: is interesting. One's not.
0: One is calm and relaxing and nice, and the other is psychotic. (laughs) Or one
2: is motivated and one is not.
0: What are you motivated for? Why is that what you want? How come you want to be the collector of all the valuable items in the world? How come you want, you're like, you know what? My endless amounts of wealth isn't quite enough. I need to have all the cool things too.
2: Interesting custodianship. No, I would no, have y- my own curated to humanity that I would preserve in an underground vault. That would also double as a museum. I would certainly share it with the public, and yeah. I would do my best to acquire these things in a careful like, fashion. You, want,
0: you don't want just the monetary wealth. You You're like want I don't want to do it like wealth. the
2: freaking. You want these
0: people? The no, you want to be. You want to be a the
2: Baptist who had the Iraqi plates.
0: That's what you want. You yeah, want. No, Gilgamesh, do you know like how much? That's power. You want power. You want everything valuable. All things are about power, Trev. Everything is about power. I don't know. I'm just babbling. Now, up. how do you I don't, I don't your your stance is? That was funny. <laughs> I enjoyed that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking funny. Um, tell me about power. What is what is your view on power and how everything may or may not be power and uh. a grasp for it.
2: I mean, it's it's something that is anywhere. It has a lot of definitions. Yeah. I think power as a physical quantity is interesting. Mm. Like, how do we generate power? <laughs> I think nuclear energy is really interesting. Um,
0: right. I was thinking more of a metaphorical
2: power. You're talking about, like, political power? Yeah. Political power <laughs> is everywhere. It's just <laughs> something that happens amongst... You said, you said, <laughs> 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 you said to nuclear energy. Shit, the topic's a little bit. You're like, I think that consumers' energy provides a lot of different kind of power. (laughs) (laughs) We should be using nuclear power as an intermediary fuel between renewables and fossil fuels.
0: When are we going to get nuclear rockets, Bob?
2: Nuclear rockets? We already have some nuclear
0: rockets. I want a rocket in space that can go as fast as humanly possible that is powered by nuclear Reactions.
2: There's, I think, some satellites that they've set up that are fueled by plutonium, and they're, they're keep, they're keep ion- them going. Why just stop
0: them in the fucking orbit? Let's fucking shoot out. That they they are going out. How long did it take for us to get to Pluto? How long was that? I don't know. Come on, you, you're you my you're my space science guy, years. man It took a long time. Years. It took like 30 years or something. Thirty-five I work years. Ol- I
2: work in orders of magnitude.
0: See, and that's the thing. Mm-hmm. I want something moving faster out there that's not going to run out of energy like that little bitch Sputnik or whatever. Well, if you're
2: in, s- if you're in space, if you're out of orbit, and you're not crossing, if you're just in space, free right. of other gravitational bodies, yeah. you'll never run out of energy.
0: Exactly. So, energy always we get
2: conserved, so you never okay. technically run out of so it. So
0: how do we? So how do we get something going faster than anything else that we've sent out? How do we shoot something out faster? Uh, We need to,
2: I don't know, gravity, slingshots. Hmm. Um, There's some interesting things that I've seen about gravitational slingshots. Mm -hmm. Not like a space elevator, like a construct. So it's spinning. It's a big space station. Essentially, it's like a slingshot. It kind of spins in orbit. And the idea is that you can launch a ship out of it it while it's spinning in orbit. So it's essentially a big, you know... Cylindrical space station or something like that, Mm. and you fling spaceships off at the end of it, Mm. so it gives them a boost and it kind of frees them of gravity because it's already out in space. Right, that sort of thing. So aerodynamics.
0: So the thing about uh, we'll get back to mass drivers. The thing about aerodynamics is they don't matter in space, right?
2: Uh, yeah. You have other considerations. Yeah. So I
0: could have just you know like my you know like a a square table. Yeah, just fling it and as long as you can get it outside. So what it comes down to is once the object, the craft, is in space, how do you propel it to get it to a velocity? Because that velocity won't reduce unless it hits something uh, forever. So as long as it goes outside a gravitational pull you, pull, you shoot it in a direction, it's not going to hit anything. How do you get it going as fast as possible?
2: Gravitational slingshots are a really effective way of doing that. How fast do they get shit going? Uh, I don't know, man. I don't remember these numbers. Fast. They get them going fast. Not like any appreciable percentage of the speed of light.
0: Not even faster than probably like just asteroids that naturally have a fucking speed. Probably faster than that. Maybe what? What if an asteroid 15,000 15,
2: like kilometers per hour? I think it's miles, number that's out a rest to count my head. What's a kilometer
0: to a mile? So <sighs> like forty five thousand miles an hour. It's like Two point six kilometers to a mile. I think so. About three times. About hmm.
2: so divide by three. So like three thousand or five thousand miles per hour.
0: <sighs> They're going fast. That's yeah. fast.
2: Things are going very fast in space.
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: that's why gravitational slingshots are effective. You know, you get things going very quickly if you just have to kind of plot it right. Rocket science is complicated, yeah. <laughs> you no, know, shit. aside from you have it's like it's not the
0: rocket science,
2: it it this is these are considerations about rocket science, yeah. You this is uh this is um, classical mechanics, baby. baby. You have big gravitational bodies, you're plotting orbits, you have to consider these things, yeah. Um, that's why you launch things as far south in the United States as possible. Mm. That's why Cape Canaveral was a rocket launch point because it's closest to the equator Mm -hmm. because it's most
0: efficient to launch things. It's the closest to the atmosphere. Uh, It
2: is the closest to the the, the actual equator of the Earth has like the highest tangential velocity. Sure. So it gets you a bigger boost when you're taking a rocket off. So you want to get as close to the equator as possible so you can take off as fast as possible and
0: use less fuel. Hmm. Well, what that, this just all makes me think about is, you know, your thoughts on the ever growing, um, uh, video and, uh, textual evidence and footage or whatever you want to say of, um, spacecraft, aircraft that are moving UAP. at velocity, velocities. Yeah. And in directions and that we uh, kind of surprise us that makes us think that you know that's that's some stuff that's never been class or disclassified or, or declassified or some stuff some some technology that another country may possess that we didn't know about but there's stuff that we there's video footage of moving in the sky that's unlike anything that we've ever seen so I like wonder like what 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 is what do you think that could be? I guess.
2: I mean it could be any number of things. Mhm. You know they call them unidentified aerial phenomenon. Yeah. UAPs is, is like the official designation for them now. Mhm. They don't know what most of them are as far as I can tell. That's been my understanding of the interpretation of like the report to Congress that was recently made. Mhm you know I'm obviously not i I'm not a trained aviator yeah. I'm d- I haven't spent a lot of time in fighter jets sure I don't know what things look like when you're in fighter jets yeah um, things as far as I know move very differently yes. compared to what we are normally used to in our experience you know, no no so it could be yes. A very wide variety of things, you know, relative velocities, complicate things. Sure, for sure. It could be, I don't think it's aliens.
0: I Uh, don't really, I don't think it's aliens. Okay.
2: I don't see why. Um, You're about to take the Neil
0: deGrasse Tyson viewpoint, or I don't see why they would be interested in us. Is that what you're going to say? Basically. Yeah. I could see aliens of a
2: different type coming to visit us.
0: What of a different type? You don't even know what the fuck they are.
2: They could be. Exactly. No one knows what they are. So maybe these things that we're seeing aren't craft. Maybe they're... Drones. Maybe they're like space amoebas. That's they're a like possibility. entities that exist on their own yep. that just don't obey the same kind of laws of motion
0: yeah that have abilities that we can't comprehend they, I agree they with could that. be
2: a natural phenomenon they could be of something, some
0: kind they could be something from a civilization on earth that we haven't found remains of that existed 100,000 years ago I, I stop. there were no you, stop.
2: human civilizations hundreds of thousands of years the ago
0: humans have been in the form we are in for 200,000 years okay that's fact there in two, from, from 2,000 years ago until now is pretty much all of real recorded history. Everything else beyond 2,000 years ago is carved in on fucking rocks. And that's what it is from 2,000 years ago as well. So in 2,000 years, in a 2,000-year chunk of time, we went from etching in characters on a rock to sending shit to space, sending people to the moon. What I'm saying, and what I don't believe is necessarily happening, wait, wait for me to finish, is there is a possibility, along with having weird space amoeba floating around in our sky, along with... Aliens from a, another universe, there is a possibility that there, were, there was a highly advanced human civilization on Earth somewhere between 2,000 and 100,000 years ago that, that rose and fell and decimated itself, leaving no signs of remain. And these craft are left over from that that have been discovered by military bodies. It's, it's as, it, it is as likely as aliens. Because if the world were, if if our world right now were to be destroyed by nuclear war, there would be no remains. We would be all ash and dust. I 100% disagree. 100%? I can't, I don't even 100% agree in what I just said. How can you 100% disagree with it? I don't even believe in it 100%. Exactly, you shouldn't. No, and you shouldn't disagree with it 100%. I I do. Tell me why. Okay, so part of what. Anyways, go on with your point.
2: Part of what I do in my lab is...
0: Find out why there was never an ancient civilization that we don't know about. Well, let yeah. me tell you what, Bobby. They didn't think there was any organized ancient civilizations beyond a couple thousand years ago. And then there were recent findings in the, I believe, Philippine area has shown that there was an organized, massive society of humans over 9,000 years ago. Organized, not hunter-gatherers making giant monoliths uh, yeah. over 9,000 years ago. And uh, up until very, very recently, they, would, they re- there was no acknowledgement of any society existing before 2,000 years ago. None.
2: Were they building rocket ships?
0: No, but they might have been. Who knows?
2: If there was a society that was capable of interstellar travel or even intrasolar travel that existed on the earth before we came about and started sure. doing the stuff that we are doing now there would most certainly <laughs> be evidence of it especially you can't say that. especially if they <coughs> were decimated by nuclear war <coughs> There would 100% be remains that remaining of it.
0: Well, nuclear isotope, sure. Yes, exactly. What if it's all
1: covered up, though? Huh? 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 Just what covered if, up?
0: What if it wasn't, what if it was literally, listen, what if, what if, what if there's a chance that the society collapse in different ways and we don't, and there aren't any remains, or there are remains, but the remains that have been found have all been, you know, classified. Because there's a lot of shit that's classified. There's a lot of stuff that we don't know about the history of the world that isn't shared because people, you know, the leaders in power choose not to share that shit. I'm just saying we don't know. I'm not saying that that is what's happening or what is. But, like, these things floating around the sky are very weird. You what can they've find been here?
2: the KT boundary. What's that? Across the entire planet.
0: What's the KT boundary? It
2: is the boundary in a geological strata that mm-hmm. is formed by all of the ash and dust and sediment that was kicked up by the asteroid impact yeah. that occurred when the dinosaurs were, you know,
0: killed. Okay, but like... You so can find that everywhere. But they're not looking everywhere. If there like was Gobekli a Tepe, man,
2: massive... Distri- Gobekli Tepe is a giant bunch of stones.
0: Bigger than the pyramids. And In- intentionally buried, according to geologists. okay. So, so it's bigger. It's the largest. So they built
2: a bunch of stones. They weren't going to stay. It's
0: 10,000 years, but well, you know what's not going to last for 10,000 years? New York City. It's just going to be completely gone.
2: You think a bunch of stones that were stood upright are going to last longer than skyscrapers? Yes. They can find campfires in archaeological sites and identi- identify them through geological means. Okay. If there were cities the size of New York that were lost, that existed 200,000 years ago, geologists would have fucking found that shit. They would I be agree, like, probably. Hey, we found a bunch of concrete 100 feet below the subsurface. That seems it. kind of strange. What's okay. up with that? Oh, okay. we radioisotope dated I agree. it. Guess what? There's a lot of cesium-137. That's kind of strange. We wouldn't expect to see cesium-137. Now you're using big words that you know I years, don't no. 500,000 years ago in the human time span.
0: Okay, I agree with that. So, so in my retort is we don't know what the potential. Okay, so so you can one find
2: fucking dinosaur bones, bro. If okay. they're, those were sixty-five million years ago, yeah. But if some human skyscrapers were destroyed a hundred thousand years ago, you'd be able to find them.
0: What if they're not in places that we're looking? How about that? How about they're in the middle of the fucking Gobi Desert? The gobi desert There's nothing used to there. Be How were they building there spaceships used to and exploring be some
2: the galaxy when they were in the middle of the Gobi Desert?
0: Uh, it wasn't the same back then. It was. It, it evolves over time, and deserts form in different places where there once was a thriving, populace of resources. Now is desert. It wasn't right, we're always. Have to look up the, desert. the
2: climatic history of the
0: Turkish steppes to now, figure out what it was like so 100,000 years so, ago. So I. If you think that in 2021, if you think that in the 1900s from 1900 to 2000, we have thoroughly explored all of the mantle of the earth, all the earth's crust, everything underneath us and everywhere that there was probably something going on, then you're fucking stupid. Because you have to acknowledge that we haven't even scratched the surface of what there is to discover on this planet.
2: We haven't, but if there was a global society that It's not
0: necessarily global, and that's the thing. It's like you, and with aliens too, people have this perception, people have this idea of what they think aliens are. But an ancient civilization works the same way. We think we would know what it is. What if it was literally just like Okay, you take, what if it was literally just Atlantis? What if everything else, seriously, what if just one society somehow managed to create a utopia within itself, did not share anything with the rest of the world, and just built itself and evolved to a point close or beyond what we are now? and just let the rest of the world do whatever it is. They're just they just completely isolate themselves. Who like this is just a t- thing that I'm coming up with as I talk and it's just a hypothetical of how something like that could happen but be totally concealed. I'm not saying it's likely. I'm not saying that I believe that's what happened, but that's that could have happened. Who fucking knows? We don't. It's super unlikely. But, like, there's, there's weird shit that we find in ancient human history that points towards, like, huh, maybe there was some great society that did advance and learn the properties of the, the f- physical universe in a different way than we did and understand understood propulsion or something. Honestly, I think that's more likely than some alien race sending over... F- you know, drones are coming to check in on the humans, like with their super high tech shit we have no evidence of anything intelligent living in the universe aside from us.
2: I think it's more likely than aliens, but I still don't think that that's very likely.
0: I Me mean, neither. Then what the fuck is it? Do you really think no it's some, some strange crystalloid creature that can move through space It at could the be speed some strange
2: optical illusion that we just don't understand.
0: How is it an optical illusion if it's captured on multiple different radar sources and then visually Seen. So radar sees it. You have pilots seeing it. You have like different radar does a lot
2: of weird things. Radar reflects and bounces and gets absorbed by different things. B- okay,
0: but but the thing is, if if if, if radar is showing something there, and then you have visual confirmation from multiple people who so let's take the David Fravor um naval sighting, you had him, his wingmate, and like two other pilots with them on a training you know just like a standard like you know they just do their you gotta if you gotta if you're flying a plane you gotta do it a lot I guess so they're going out they're doing their runs and they come across this tic-tac shaped object and they're talking to the base they're they're talking to each other they're they're maneuvering around it and they're looking at it base confirms that it's there there's video of it in infrared that it's there and then it starts interacting with them. Is it a shared hallucination between the radar that there's recordings that you can look at now from the plane's viewpoint where this yeah. thing goes from like, it, this thing goes from 80,000 feet to less than like 10 feet above sea level in under a second. It's not, and it, it, it does it in, they see it do it. They saw it go from here to fucking holy shit, it's down there floating above the water. Who knows what it is? And that's where people get divided and weird about and don't want to talk because nobody fucking knows. It's yeah. just like this giant mystery.
2: It's difficult to say. I can't. I, mean, I can't... I certainly can't tell a bunch of fighter pilots who have a lifetime of experience... Right? ...that they weren't seeing anything. And, you and know, I don't fucking know. You have
0: no idea. And yeah. They're, they're, they're not just... Exactly. They're fucking I fighter think. pilots. I don't think yeah. it's aliens. I don't necessarily think that either.
2: I'd be shocked if it was Russia or China, if they had...
0: Dude, Russia can't even figure out how to make decent cars.
2: Yeah, if they had fucking anti-gravity technology, no. I would be shocked. I'd be shocked if we had anti-gravity technology. Well,
0: then that's when you hear people like Bob Lazar talk, and it's like, mother of a... Bob Lazar, who claims and has peop- ha- people have fact checked his shit and found him in records from the place that he worked at Los Alamos Lab in near Area 51 in uh, New Mexico or Arizona, wherever it's at, and and he talks and Nevada. he's he's literally like a genius. In the '70s, he attacked he uh, created a jet-powered Honda. Like, he's an engineering genius. That was in the 70s in his garage. He, He connected. He figured out how to, like, turn a Honda into a jet car. And he's had the same story since then until now about exactly what he saw while he was working at that lab. And when he stopped working there, how it happened, and what he was involved with. He said it was all compartmentalized, and he was, on, he was, he was in, this, in this group of people who were in charge of, of, uh, what's it called, where you uh, re-engineer something. Reverse engineer. Reverse engineer this, this propulsion system.
2: know man some and people are
0: good at telling stories some people are good at telling stories and that's hel- one hell of a story <laughs> it's
2: i don't know i'm not entirely familiar with all of his stuff
0: yeah you should watch the either the documentary or the uh um, interview he does that i watch uh, it's I it's, it's like interesting to, at least it's i like think that
2: stuff's very interesting i'm just yeah. not qualified or
0: nobody is yeah <laughs> i have
2: no idea what it could be that's I what's beautiful th- about it. I don't think it's Aliens.
0: Me neither. So, that's that's all I got. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Both of us are kind of just like, yeah, I don't think it is Aliens. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It isn't very likely.
0: I don't know what it is, bud. I'm really excited for the dude movie. I want to read that before I see the it's movie. Sick. Is it? Yeah. Is it's it? a cool book. Maybe that'll be next on my list. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I really, uh, I've been enjoying reading a lot lately.
2: Reading's do good. Do more of it.
0: Yeah. You know what, Bob? What's that? I think we might be at a point that is good to call it quits. I think so. We've done a good job. Yeah. I
2: feel tapped out.
0: Me too. Okay. I love you so much. Thank you, you for too. coming on.
2: Of course. Thanks for
1: having me.
0: My God. All right. From Grand Blank, Michigan. <laughs> good night. Good You're luck. are tapping out.